Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. As always, my name is Doug. We've got Jim here with me, and we've got Arona here with me. And uh, let's uh, let's let's see what we can come up with this week. I think if we put our heads together, we'll come up with something. Oh, sure, maybe a couple things. Yeah, before but before we get going, I just wanted to say uh, we're going to do a couple of RIPs, obviously. But uh, I want to say one right out of the gate. That is Lee Kerslake. The drummer from Uriah Heep, and most of you would know him as the drummer for Ozzy Osbourne on his first two solo albums, which are two of the greatest albums of all time in metal music. Oh yeah. He passed away on the 19th, which was one day shy of the 40th anniversary of the release of the first Ozzy album. It I was. Uh, it was. It was really. Really weird. It was 40, 40 years almost to the day of the first album coming out, The Man Passes Away. I didn't realize he was the drummer for Uriah Heep. That's, yes, yes. Oh, 17 wow. albums with Uriah Heep. Shit. So, um, yeah, rest in peace to him. Great drummer. Um, Ditto. Just, just have, have no, no, no words for something like that. That's uh, that, that was my life growing up as a as a young guitarist learning how to play um i wore those two albums out their grooves i mean would not even play it would just go wah, wah, when it would spin around so um yeah and for all you millennials yes we're old <laughs> so he's talking about listening to records before they came back yeah <laughs> listening to listen to the real ones yes back <laughs> yeah. in the day the ones that could break yes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah rest in peace to him and his family and just artists in general that had the genuine probably pleasure of playing with him over the years we won't get into to uh rbg yet that's a that's a long conversation yeah, yeah so what so. was your what was your week like jim well doug i uh i just got back from yet another rafting trip uh, you may remember about a month ago, I had told a little story about my first whitewater rafting uh, adventure. How'd that go? Uh, it went well, survived it, had fun even. And um, I, I believe in that story, I mentioned how uh, a good buddy of mine of over 20 years uh, kind of finagled me into this trip. Lied to me, I I could say. Lied you into it, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, or uh, maybe lied by omission. Correct. Left out some key details because uh, he has this grand fear that I will always back out of doing fun shit. Which he's not totally wrong. If I feel that there's an unnecessary level of danger and risk, um, yeah, more times than not in the past, I would uh, stray away from that. But it's 2020. I mean, a what sneeze, can, what's the worst that could happen? A you sneeze can, can kill me right yeah, now. That's it. So. <laughs> Why not just go, you know what, let's throw caution to the wind, and let's just go take our lives in our own hands. And, uh, well, that happened again. <laughs> after after the last rafting trip, 
we had a good time. We had fun. And Adam and the and the boys that I was with, they were like, well, let's schedule the next trip. And I was like, I'm down. And I went ahead and agreed to it, thinking it would be like, I don't know, next year. But uh, no, it was one month later. And the next trip that they set up was, uh, uh, it was set in the great state of West Virginia, a state I've never been in. And apparently, me not knowing shit because I'd only been once, we went up and we uh, rafted on the Upper Golly River in West Virginia. Golly. Oh, gee, golly, man. Golly, <laughs> Wilbur. And uh, me being a imbecile, I had no idea what uh, the significance of this place was. Come to find out, after going up there and doing it, uh, apparently this is known as like the mecca of whitewater rafting, in, at least east of uh the the Rockies, the beast in the east. It's yeah, they call it the beast of the east because it's class five up to class six. They even say, which I'm not even sure if that's a real thing. Uh, all that means is that the shit is real and it's real fucking crazy, and it can kill you, and it can kill you, and it's killed a lot of people actually. It's killed sure, it's killed trained seasoned veterans, um, that of which I am not, but I made it. Yahoo, thank Had- you. Hadn't you mentioned at some point that it had to be closed or something due to like a influx of deaths? Um, well, that was in the eighties. Yeah, I remember that. That was, uh, uh, and they did. They shut them down. I don't know if it was just on the East Coast or if it was all over the whole United States. But I remember there were rafting accidents happening, like just fucking one right after another, and they shut down. I remember in West Virginia, they shut down a river up there. It's probably, and it's probably one. the one that you were it's on. It's probably this one. And um, they shut it down, and you couldn't go on any river that was higher than a class four. That yeah. was the highest you could and get. And they on. would have definitely shut this one down because yeah. this one is just class four, class five, class six. Right. You know, just repeatedly, just bam, 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 bam for four hours, just nonstop. Um, and. While we were going down the river, our guide, who is like a 25-year vet, was pointing out areas like, oh, you know, three people have died on this rapid. So uh, buckle in, guys. This is about to get a little bumpy. <laughs> and so needless to say, my, my my butt cheeks were puckered. But it was fun. It was fun as shit. It's like a roller coaster without the rails. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't, you're not guaranteed any uh, safe way out if shit goes wrong. So anyway, uh, we went up. We did that. Uh, my buddy Adam scheduled it for a two-day run. It was, you know, we were supposed to go on Friday and Saturday. Well, I had work obligations. I didn't even get up there till three in the morning on Friday. So I skipped out on the first day. I was like, I'm not going to go on this deadly river on two hours sleep after driving seven and a half hours through a hurricane for yeah. a lot of it. Fuck uh, that shit. One might say that was a smart move. <laughs> yeah. This would also be classified traditionally in Adam's sense as uh, me pussing out. But uh, I, I kind of know when I want to stay alive. Pussy. So, so I missed out on the first day, so I had to get filled in on everything. And, w- and one thing that I think uh, can be said is the, the people that seek out this level of adventure for fun, um, they're a little crazy. Are they they're like the, the Mountain Dew bros on uh, Harold and Kumar? They're like... They're like meth heads without meth. They're, they got to go find the shit. Quite an eclectic bunch. There are. There mm. are. Uh, I, I don't know what anybody else's definition of normal is, but uh, it ain't up there. And I was happy to not be normal for a few days. It was a fucking blast. So I missed out on the first day. So when I got uh, linked up with my, my crew, I had to get uh, 
caught up on everything I missed. And they kind of filled me in with information that I needed uh, based on their determination. But anyway, uh, so yeah, you got to be a little fucking crazy to pay money to do the shit that we did. And uh, that uh, the first example of that came in the first day when uh, Adam and, uh, and the other guys I eventually met up with uh, they met some wild and crazy guys. Uh, I termed them the Mustache Merry Men um, from Ohio. They're just a big group of jovial uh, sorts <laughs> from, I think, Ohio and some from California. They all kind of met and became this group uh, through college. All different types of characters. But one thing they all had in common was they all had uh, monster stashes like it was 1977. <laughs> and that was the first thing that, uh, I guess, caught Adam's attention. Was like, who the fuck is this boat of merry men with mustaches <laughs> over there on the other side of this river? And supposedly during the first day, one of their guys got tossed out of their raft and uh, got caught underneath their raft for like 12 seconds, which, if you're underwater, is a fucking eternity. Oh, sure. And while he was underneath, he was trying to get out. There was some struggling going on. Apparently, he fucked his ankle all to shit, uh, from what I heard. And uh, so not everybody came out of this past weekend unscathed. Uh, but from my, from my understanding, uh, Fromp is what uh, he goes by. Uh, his ankle's all jacked to shit. I hope you're doing all right, Fromp. But uh, he just stayed drunk the rest of the time to, you know, drink away the pain because right. there's not a hospital nearby. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. Kind of on your own. You're out in the middle of yeah. bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Band Aid's not going to fix that. So uh, with the deliverance crew. So uh, from what I understand, after the first day, the uh, you know you you have to take a bus from the outfitter, and I said this last time, and this is traditional no matter where you go. You you have to hop on a bus, a school bus, to take you from the outfitter to where you're going to get dropped off, right? And then from you get picked up on the bus and yeah. you get taken back. Yes. Well, there was some uh, bus hiccups, and they had to wait on uh, one to show up. Yeah, uh, but once they were on the bus, this uh, this mustache marauders, uh, they were uh, <laughs> they were fighting over white claws on the bus, so. This outfitter that we use, they they have coolers of beer and other uh, libations uh, on the bus. So when you get done, you get a little soused, you get a little liquored up, and uh, that helps lubricate your desire to spend more money. Yes. when you get back, on yeah. photos, like and a casino, yeah, like a casino, yeah. through the gift shop. Of they course. liquor you up good and take all your money. So, but so they have an assortment of beers and white claws and other shit. Well, uh, these fucking crazy kooks just <laughs> started fighting over white claws and uh, adam supposedly chastised him and uh <laughs> was just like uh i've never seen any grown men fighting over a white claw this is the most unmanly shit i've ever seen in my life your mustaches <laughs> don't fool me you're gonna have to come with a different angle and immediately the group erupted in cheer because adam was chastising uh, a particular member of this group uh who went by the name of chip <laughs> oh, shit. And, uh, don't do it chip no chip don't do it <laughs> give that man his white claw stop it <laughs> so so apparently chip was the the mark of the of the group and adam singled him out and said what needed to be said and he was immediately greeted into this to this band of merry men so it'd be safe to say he made a chip shot there so this all happens while i'm not even i have not met with anyone i have no idea any of this shit's going on i'm hanging out in the parking lot just waiting to see what the fuck i'm supposed to do 
Um, so anyway, Adam chastised Chip, and immediately a bromance was blossoming uh, that I was none the wiser of. Later that night, once I actually am, am there with everyone, uh, a handful of this crew, the, these, these mustache merry men, uh, they were at the bar just doing their best to empty out the bar. I mean, they were fucking animals and in the nicest sense of the word. Animal, lovable animals. Animals that remind me of myself 10 years ago. Sure. And, uh, well, let's just say a couple of them were doing bar tricks. One of them was opening cans with his teeth and biting off the lid and cutting his lip. Uh, well, that dude ended up throwing up on the bar, uh, you know, <laughs> the huge. Sure. Mm, sure. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Chip, the white claw warrior, uh, was the last man standing, or I guess in this case, wobbling. Uh, the rest of the crew had left him, I think on purpose. And they had all gone back to the camp where they had uh, already bought and paid for beer. And Chip was left to his own devices all by his lonesome. And he still had a row of shots to take. And I see this man in need. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to offer assistance. I'm going to take some of these shots. I'm going to help you yeah. do those shots. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't work out. He just said, let's do shots. And I was like, wait, but aren't those shots? And he's like, no, you got to do them. <laughs> So that's how I met Chip, was he immediately uh, had a desire to get me shit-faced, and I obliged. So basically, it was last call. Uh, we'll fast forward to last call. Adam and I were, took it upon ourselves. We had to get Chip back to his campsite. This dude was, you know, last man standing. He was all alone. He was the lone ranger. And uh, all he was yelling out, <laughs> all that he could muster out of his mouth was, B1, B1, which is his campsite. Right, he was right. in... Campsite B-1. Right. And we were like, that's good enough. Let's get right. you back there. And so That sounds like a rallying cry for sol solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like B-rate shitty steak sauce. But um, on the way back up to Adam's rental car, Chip was just going on and on and on about his car, about how awesome it was. And I was like, holy shit, you must drive something just outstanding. He's like, you're fucking right. It's a Jeep Commander. And I'm like, wait, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know if I've ever heard anybody celebratory say that they own one of those things. Uh, Jeep Commander. And But his whole thing that he kept going back to, it's got a third row. It's got a third row of seating. Uh, I'm Chip, and I drive a Jeep Commander <laughs> with three rows of seats. And this <laughs> is a guy you don't even know. You don't, I mean, No, just met just, him. Yeah, just met him. Just met him four just, shots ago. And he's just hammered. Just going on and on and on about, about his Jeep Commander. Yeah, about his one more row of seats in any regular normal car. And I was and, like, wow, this guy's expectations are pretty low. All right. <laughs> I think I understand why his friends left him. Uh, but anyway, apparently this was a big selling point for Chip. He, he thought he loved it so much everybody else would get a kick out of it. So anyway, as soon as we get Chip to Adam's car, passes out immediately. He's gonzo. Done. He is non-responsive to the outside world. And I'm like, this could be a problem. Because I don't know where the fuck B1 is. And Adam was like, well, the, I don't know where the fuck B1 is. So we spent 30 minutes driving around the entire campsite just looking, looking for, for B1. B1. Look for mm -hmm. B1. Finally, we get to B1. Chip cannot wake up. So we just leave him in the car. We're like, fuck it. He'll wake up. You know, screw it. He's probably done this before. <laughs> he seems like he's <laughs> experienced in passing out in other people's cars. So we just go uh, to his campsite and party with his friends instead. Now, we get there, I got to say this, we get to his campsite, and his campsite was, um, it was, you know, late at night, most campsites were winding down, mm -hmm. people were getting ready to go to bed, they were quiet, 
uh, th- this campsite was was not was not doing those things. The opposite of those. Yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, they were having a rip roaring good time, and uh, we met a few guys, uh, a few that I can remember. Sorry to the rest of you, and I don't remember your name, but <laughs> I blame all you for giving me all that goddamn wild turkey. But uh, yeah, it's Sam, Seabass, Max, Chip, and the others. All of them. Some of the funniest fuckers I've ever met in my life. Hands down. Holy shit. It was like a battle of quick wits at all times. Everybody was just a, an assassin, just sniping other people. Just <laughs> bum, bum, bum. I was like, these are my kind of people. This is my <laughs> kind of shit. So as soon as I get there, they're like, turkey call? Turkey call? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that? And it's a bottle of wild turkey. You got to pull the cap off, blow on it twice, get it to, you know, who, who. And then you... You chug, or you don't chug, but you take a full swill, a full mouthful of wild turkey, and then you tilt your head back and you you gurgle it and go, and then you and then you drink it. And apparently, it makes the alcohol do different things than if you were to just drink it normally. Because okay. it fucked me up. So we get there, we're hanging out with this new, my new best friends, <laughs> and we're just talking all the shit in the world about Chip. Apparently, that's their favorite pastime. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask, were they pleased that you brought their buddy back? No, no. They, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the group was uh, would have been happier. They left him there. I, I think the I'm, I'm pretty sure the group would have been happier if we just came back without Chip. <laughs> they were happy to see us. They were not happy to know that we came with Chip. I'm sorry, Chip. Uh, yeah, sorry, buddy. But, uh, well, it's probably not anything you're not used to. So the rest of the night gets a little hazy. But we, uh, so we'll fast forward to the next morning. Uh, I, I, I'm low on details on the rest of the evening, to be honest with you. But uh, the rest of the night, uh, well, it goes on into the morning. We, we go back to my camp. We pass out. We shoot the river early the next morning, and I'm hungover as all fuck. Now, I just told you a minute ago about how deadly and dangerous this river is. I've never sure. done it before. I haven't even seen it. It was nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing up there. I haven't seen shit. Yeah. You probably heard it, but yeah. It. So I'm hungover as all fuck, and I go do the most dangerous thing I've probably ever done in my life. Luckily, everything turned out fine. Now, um, when, when you get to the location, mm-hmm. do you have any kind of overlook at how crazy it becomes? Like the river itself? Yeah. Mm, no, no, because there's multiple rivers up there, and there's one that you drive over where the bridge, it looks like it's something out west, like over the, right. uh, like near the Hoover Dam. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that level of a drop-off, so yeah, you I can't was on a, see shit. A, yeah, I was on a, an Amtrak train um, from North Carolina to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I was in the bar car, and I was drunk as hell. Yeah. Uh, I hate to get off your story here, but, no. <laughs> but uh, this is your chip story. Yeah, I, yes, yes. I was. I'd been drinking Jägermeister before I got on the train in North Carolina. Yikes! And I, uh, I get on the train at probably three thirty in the morning. Well, I go to the bar car, and the bar car doesn't open until six. It opens at six o'clock in the morning. So okay. for two and a half hours, I have to sit beside this old man that was deaf, I guess, because anytime I moved, it scared the shit out of him. Um. So um, it's it's ten minutes to six in the morning. I go to the bar car. Now the bar car on an on the Amtrak train had full windows. Oh yeah, you know where you, I mean it's like from the top of the train to the bottom. It's like a giant window. I'm sitting at a table in the bar car, 
And, you know, it's nothing but trees and shit. And it's, it's starting to get light, a little bit light outside. So you can kind of start to see the horizon. Yes. Next thing, dude, I'm sitting there. Next thing I know, boom, wide open, way the fuck up in the sky. Yeah. Don't have no, can't see any track or nothing. I mean, just crazy looking shit, you know, yeah, hanging off the edge of the yes, earth. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and it, and it was just, it was like that, you know, because oh, yeah. you're you're going like 70, 80 miles an hour on that fucker, and then all of a sudden, boom, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> I, need I need a drink. I need a drink. Out this whole window, you know, and and I'm like, dude, when are you open? When do you open? He goes, man, I got ten more minutes. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you, need to, there. you need to speed this up, <laughs> buddy. And, and yeah, but <laughs> give me Bert, dude. Right when the bar car, this is funny as hell. Right when it opened, because uh, Jaeger was on their list. It was on their list on the wall. Right when it opened at 6 o'clock in the morning, right? I go, I get a hot dog, two shots of Jaeger, and a Dr. Pepper Fuck at, yeah. at 6 o'clock in the morning. Just been, up, been up all fucking night just raging. And uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, I didn't mean oh, to get off. Didn't oh, mean to get off your story. No, dude, no. I know the bridges that you're talking yeah. about. Oh I, yeah, I know the. I know what you're talking no, about. Sure. Old Doug would have fit in with this crew, and they do exist on the East quite Coast quite well. But yeah, no the uh, the river was fucking awesome. I, I'll link a video of other people going down the river so you can kind of have an idea of it. But uh, anyway, the, the the whole point of this story is more about the characters that uh, we came across. And so fast forward to after the river, we get back, we shower up, we go to dinner. And uh, after dinner, uh, Adam and I were like, hey, we should probably go do a welfare check on old Chip. <laughs> See if he ever made it, I don't know, uh, breathing. <laughs> is he still, <laughs> is he a fucking live? Because uh, the night before, eventually his friends did get him out of Adam's car and put him in a different car. And that's where he woke up, was in a different car. I don't know what car he woke up in. Again, details, fuzzy. Did they then tar and feather him? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. I know they didn't touch that sweet, sweet stash that he had. That would have been a <laughs> capital offense. Yeah. And uh, so after dinner, we go do a welfare check on Chip and uh, and the rest of the gang. And we show up to their campsite. And it's dark again, you know. <laughs> I don't know what this campsite looks like in daylight. You're right. Right. And uh, we're greeted with explosive applause and welcome. <laughs> they're like, "Woo! They're back! They're back! They're back! Hell yeah! What's up, guys?" Now, granted, these guys did not go shoot the river that day. <laughs> they just stayed at their campsite getting hammered the whole fucking the day. Whole again. day, yeah. yeah. They never stopped. <laughs> they they didn't have to wait until six a.m. for <laughs> their own coolers to open. So they were <laughs> they were getting it hammered. And uh, we were happy to find out the chip is alive. He was alive and well. He was drunk as shit all over again. Yeah. He woke up in a different car with no shoes. Um, and many jokes were made about uh, about what two Georgia boys could possibly do to uh, remove another grown man's shoes. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> it involves a lot of force uh, with certain body parts, and I don't really want to paint that picture for everybody. Uh, if you were there, uh, you know what we're talking about. But uh, So anyway... When we were there the second night, uh, again, granted, I don't know that they had already met each other the first day. And so uh, I mentioned to him, hey, by the way, we have a chip of our own. And uh, you might remember this old character. I brought him up in the last story. Uh, old Reese from Dawsonville. Oh, Reese from Dawsonville. Yeah, he was the guy that uh, threw up in the parking lot of the last outfitter and missed the entire trip. Well, he didn't miss this one. So... When <laughs> so we mentioned that we have a chip of our own, and these guys just demanded we have to have the two chips meet. We gotta, 
We just gotta. And, uh, well, we make dreams come true, so here comes Reese. <laughs> we go get Reese. We bring him back, and Reese is uh, just as drunk as they are. <laughs> and they immediately give Reese a turkey call. Not five minutes after that, Reese is throwing up. <laughs> now, I failed to mention, the first night we were at campsite, one of the guys in their camp uh, <laughs> threw up all over the fucker. It's two nights in a row, back-to-back vomit. There's a lot of vomit in this uh, campsite. But anyway, so Reese throws up. It's a puking rally for the second night in a row. All the Ohio boys are requesting a translator because they can't understand Reese uh, <laughs> at all. Because he is... Even for our yeah, terms, he's, he's, he's so hard to understand. Yeah. I can't understand half yeah, the shit I, he I says. Yeah, I know. I can't either. I, I just know. have to pick out keywords and just shake my head like yeah. I'm understanding <laughs> shit. <laughs> so uh, you you boys weren't alone in that. Well, uh, anyway, Chip continues to tell everybody about his third row seating. Uh, the dude is proud. And, um, well, that night ended much like the first night did with everything getting hazy. and uh, the, But we did. We made a connection. It was a bromance in the third row. We we got our oh, two Jesus. we got our two chips together and I'm gonna post a picture of these two knuckle fucks. <laughs> and nice. all I all I gotta say is uh Adam, thank you for putting on the uh the trip. I had a fucking blast. We'll be going back up there next September. So if uh if you boys from Ohio are hearing this, mark your calendars fuckers, we're coming back. And uh appreciate your hospitality. That was one of the most genuinely fun times I had that had nothing to do with what I went there for. And that's just <laughs> right. getting fucked up. And making fun of a bunch of grown men that I've never met before. And you did make it down the river. Yeah. And I made it down the river. So that's, you know, that's the quick and dirty, <laughs> well, which isn't that quick, but pretty fucking dirty of a story I got for you boys. Oh, you th- go. Thanks, Jim. I don't know if I can follow that up. Well, that's my story. So I'm going to hand it off to you, Rona. Good luck. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I headed down to uh, Cobtown, which uh, this... This is in between kind of uh, uh, Swainsboro and uh, Savannah, basically. So Southern Georgia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had to go and visit my friend uh, Stone. And, you know, Jim, you and I, same amount of time here. It's been 20 years that we've known each other. And the same can be said for myself and Stone. Now. It's always been interesting with Stone because, you know, as far as Statesboro goes, it's the kind of area that, yes, it's deep country, but because of the big university population, usually don't notice as much. Not unless you're a resident there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But um, Cobtown, however, <laughs> um, that's just, you know, country bumpkin fucking country. And so, um, I decided to go down there and, uh, spend some time because, you know, um, you know, stone and I generally talk, you know, at least a couple times a month and usually, you know, in between an hour to two hours, a conversation. So wanted to go down and see her, hang out for a little bit. And so, you know, the first night was almost a revisiting of college days. I mean, I guess if such can be said for being almost 40 at this point. Oh, I know what you mean. I gave it the old college try this weekend myself. Jesus. Yeah, no, I I, I will say I'm not up for it anymore. (laughs) It's just uh, 
not the kind of thing that I've lived through anymore after college. So uh, this was. Uh, so did she take you out on the town or a little uh, bit? I mean, I get. <laughs> so or was it some farm fun? No, 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 nothing like that. Uh, we weren't tipping cows or nothing. But um, oh, man. I was thinking fucking pigs. <laughs> squeal. <laughs> squeal, squeal. Well, because I also know Stone. I've been sure, uh, sure. We've both been uh, down to her estate, and um, and so yeah, it, it's rare that we're both out of town at the same time. Thank you, Doug, for being the purveyor of my domicile while yes. they were both gone. Mm-hmm. And yes. my, and might I add. Buddy needs to go on a diet. <laughs> he is turning into quite the forker. Yeah. And this is what's really crazy. Buddy is tiny to me now. Yes. He's yeah. so tiny. Well, he's 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 less than Well, pony you size. own a pony. And uh, yes, and I didn't really notice it until I went over there to take care Contrasting of him. Like, Contrasting like, You're so tiny. You're so little. But you're you know? so fat. <laughs> yeah. You look like a little sausage, you know? But uh, yeah, he's you know, and yeah, uh, you know when I when I take care of him, I use the little tiny cup. Yeah, I give him one cup in the morning, one cup at night. That's it. That's that's, that's all he gets. See, maybe Buddy should have gone down to the farm so he could run yeah, some yeah. of that shit off. Yeah, because he but, doesn't uh, move too much. Well, but yeah, living with a pony, man, everything <laughs> seems tiny now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's true. Well, and you know, for you listeners out there, you will become more acquainted with Stone, hopefully. Uh, as she should be on an episode coming up in October. So uh, strap in for that. But either way, I uh, went down there, and yeah, um, what we did the first night is we went to this place in town called the Red Stag, which, f- from the name of it, you'd already think, you know, maybe this was the place where... Maybe there's exposed breastuses inside? Yeah, potentially, something like that. But it it was actually awfully tame. Uh, We uh, just spent most of our time drinking a shit ton. Uh, Stone, you know Stone, Jim. Uh, You you have yet to become acquainted, Doug. But um, she's a social butterfly. And if you want to say butterfly, that's more like, holy goddamn, she... She doesn't stick She's in a one. social bumblebee. She might sting oh, you. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> She's not afraid. No, nah, once she gets going, there's no stopping her. So it's pretty much one of those things where it's like, ooh, I see somebody new. Sorry, Rona. Got to take off. There was a live band playing, and they, they were good. I wish I could remember the name of the band because that... I could give him a plug here, but they Man, were pretty... I, we might have to go back and erase the name of this location. It sounds like they're breaking COVID rules. It does. If they have a live band. I will say this. When I was in West Virginia, they, Damn, were, tr- us. they were trying to make it look like mm-hmm. they were actively fighting COVID. But, oh, yeah. I mean, I will say this. Everywhere you went, whether you went into the the gift shop or the restaurant or the little coffee place, this was an all-in-one, all-inclusive thing. No matter where you went, they were like, here's a mask. Sure. Here, please, put, put it the fuck on. Don't get it shut down. But they had outdoor music, and because uh, they had a place indoors where they could have had a band, but they were tr- they were trying to keep everybody outdoors as much as possible. What was the what was the locale like down there? Was it outdoors, indoors? There was there was there. There's a, a small indoors location, but most of it's patio. And I mean the the uh, the bar feeds out. It's like the first part of the bar is on the inside, but the other half of the bar is on the outside, and that's under. 
you know, kind of a roofing, but it's still outside for all intents right. and purposes. Right. Just a canopy or something. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a little bit more of an outside from under the roof. But one, one other quick question. Sure. Based on the people that were there, the patrons on this fine evening, mm-hmm. how do you think they would uh, react to a metal band playing down there? Maybe say a band like Stumblewitch. Hmm. Well, um, I think that they would be very accepting because, I mean, honestly, I will say the crowd was not, you know, millennials or older folk. It wasn't a it wasn't a certain segment. It was a varied amount of people because you're talking about a small town here. So this is kind of a get together locale. That's the that's the towns that I love, man. You, you got the mayor and playing. the mayor's brother yes. at the same spot. I am a firm believer in playing at small towns. Hell yeah, where there's nothing else to do. Yeah, I, I am a firm believer in that because some of the best gigs I've ever had. We're in tiny fucking towns that nobody's ever heard of. Because they, they, and sure, they, they go for show it. up. Yes. Yeah. They, they show oh, up. Oh, hell yeah. They show up. They're into it. They go for it. And it's, you know. You're the only show in town. You exactly, know where exactly, you stand yeah. when you get off stage uh, exactly, in one of those places. Yes. Just a little tip for bands out there. Um, but what I would actually continue that up with, with, uh, you know, a band like Stumblewitch or anyone else that goes down there. Band. Yes. Yes. Um, Stumblewitch for all you people. And I, uh, Doug, do you have a website? Oh, or no, no, no. Okay, all, that well, shit, all that shit's coming. Okay. So it's go coming. fuck myself. It's coming. No, people. <laughs> be patient. Be patient. We're laying the seeds. Yes. yes. The seeds are there. All right. So either way, um, we did that for the first part of the evening and, uh, she did her social butterflying, but in between, I got to meet some of her friends. But of course, this being a small town, some of the friends also cross over into like the, you know, older ages, you know, kind of, you know, in between 50, 60, whatever. And I will shit you not. There was this woman that, I mean, it was almost as though she drank the elixir from death becomes her. It was this, I mean, I knew Her she face was, was peeling off. No, 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 no. I'm saying neck was broke. She, no, she, <laughs> it's just, she was beyond age. It was not something that you could have described because I mean, it, it, I could tell she was older. She was followed around by a emasculated Bruce Willis. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Okay. But other than that, she was just like that. No, I, I, <laughs> no i could tell she was older but it was one of those things where i was like i don't give a good goddamn how old you are you're fucking hot and even i mean even stone was just like holy shit and i mean she's known this woman uh you know for a good portion of her life but we get to you know jump ahead a little bit we stayed at the red uh what did i call it red stag yeah, the Red Stag, until closing. But after closing, you then go over to Kerrigan's, which it's not a buckboard type place, but at the same time, it was m- way more country and buckboard than the Red Stag. The after spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, every town's got Well, everybody list. told me this was like the people-watching destination. Right, right. It's like you don't go there just to drink. You go there for... It's like Walmart. Yeah, exactly. It's where the people of Walmart go to party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Fuck yeah. Well, it's like, you know, there's a band playing, but then also, you know, there's... 
tons of folks that are dancing there with their significant others. And then in the mix, there's a stripper pole. So hey. now, fortunately, or unfortunately, for whatever it might be, nobody really got on the stripper pole while I was there. You but didn't get on it or on it? No, no, no. I, I'm out of stripper pole shape at this point in time. You know, once I can do the flips again. I think know. it depends on how many alcoholic beverages you've had <laughs> as to what stripper pole shape is. And uh, momentum. That's, yeah. momentum. And momentum. You got yeah. to get a running start. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to make sure you got good grip. Yeah. That's it. You got to, you know. Yeah, you don't grease wanna, up the old palms. You don't want to miss that rip. pole. Yeah, you no. don't want to miss it. Well, you got one shot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that Eminem song. You only got one <laughs> shot and arm spaghetti, something like that. So well, I, I left my thong, pumps, and pink rabbit ears up here. So I mean, I was shit out of luck down there. Yeah, you would have let them down. Yeah, wow, totally. <laughs> just, that's a vision <laughs> thank god this is an audio medium yeah no shit that's quite a vision don't worry listeners we're here to take care of you no but i mean the, the this one I'm, woman i'm talking about uh that's older she we get to the next bar and the entire night i think she's there with this guy that's like you know our age maybe you know um maybe mid-30s maybe also quite possibly you know younger 30s and that ended up being her son so um and that's how she like gets into talking to me is she's just like yeah you probably thought we were together huh i was like uh i don't know and she was just like well yeah that's my son and it's like good god damn and so i was automatically just extremely interested i was just like dude how much do you deal with other dudes hitting on your mom right in front of you and how creepy all of them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, was, I was yeah i'd have been like excuse me ma'am but how often has this attempt work <laughs> worked well yeah no exactly and i mean she was definitely one of those where because uh, it's about to be one out of a hundred because i'm your guy <laughs> let's go no i did not uh head on down that trail because everyone there thought i was trying to get a crack at stone which it's like dude uh, we've known each other for 20 years it hasn't happened yet it's not gonna happen so, so drink and still dream <laughs> so, hey stone's a hottie i'm not so, gonna ever deny so that bring on the gilf out of left field and with the but I could, it's been 20 years but i can still dream <laughs> Uh, no, the no. fond memories of the red stag oh jesus well it, yeah no th- this woman uh she 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 gets me at the other bar and she goes tell me how old do you think i am and i'll be honest i was gonna go with 50s because i was like it's kind of obvious the, the, here's here's the key to this yeah you go from honesty subtract two decades if you think she could be a potential grandmother no you know what if i was uh, i a was g- if you would yeah i i was gonna try not to be to the point where i was like condescending and just be like no it's called flattery no i wasn't i wasn't even gonna be too flattery either and i mean this were you still- scared of the sun <laughs> did he have a baseball bat was he walking with a stiff leg like he had yeah. a fucking crowbar down there no hey trust me this woman did not need me to pump her ego up she was she's smoking. she was looking for you to release it <laughs> untame this dragon come on i gotta let it out no i she asked me and i was like i'd say 46 and you know honestly out of that she got a kick out of it and she was like 
you know, pointing up, going, keep going, keep going. And that's what she said. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Keep going. <laughs> don't Come stop. On. You don't stop now. <laughs> Damn it, boy. You ain't you ain't got it yet. <laughs> that's yeah. not it. No, a woman was uh, 55. And, you know, it's hilarious because she's a teacher. And she was talking um, at the other bar about how she was on a webinar uh, for a class that she had to take for teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And webinar. Yeah. That you can find at OnlyFans.com. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I get the it. Webinar. It's the new COVID economy. I'm, I'm Carry on. No, but she got drunk as piss for this webinar. And um, so every time she thought she was supposed to be giving an answer, she'd mute, mute herself. But every time she's talking shit about other people in the webinar, she's unmuting herself because oh, she thinks it's, she's That's muted. awesome. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. No, this cat was awesome. Uh, she was, I had a giggle of fucking second, you know, uh, hanging out with her. So honestly, that was the only happenings really when I went down to see Stone because as old as I am at this point, I was like, the next day I was like, fucking, I'm not going out tonight. I was like, because she made a promise. She was like, oh yeah, we're going to go to a birthday party tomorrow night. And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll be there. And then, Yeah, old gal's turning 56. We got to get there early. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, we got up the next next day and I was like, Stone, I'm just going to be really honest. I can't fucking drink tonight. I really don't want to go anywhere. Can we just chill? And so the second day we built a fire, you know, hung out around that for most of the day, watched a few movies. Thank and. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so yeah. Before you went, before this past weekend, we had a little weather event. Little old Mustang Sally came through here and sure. tore mm-hmm. some shit up. Not yep. really here, but it it was a uh, it was not a fast moving storm, and it came right over us. Like just, I guess the eye came just south of Atlanta and just skirted south of us, but right, right st- in between Atlanta and Columbus. But yeah. the storm was big. Yeah. Big storm. And it rained for a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It rained a lot. And it was all over where you were down in South Georgia, too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stone said that they got a shit ton. And y'all didn't go mudding in a fucking field in South Georgia? Man, I got to teach you how to South Georgia better. Uh, you're yeah, letting me you, down. You do. You do. Hey, Stone. Hey, Stone. Stone, I know you're listening <laughs> to this. What the fuck? Yeah. Get my boy out there and get him all muddy. Uh, that's it you gotta go back hey actually i did uh bust my ass it was kind of one of those things she was talking to her mom on the phone and all of a sudden she hears in the background a sack of potatoes which was my ass falling on the ground you fall a lot don't you i do fall on yeah wow. i i mean i'm a big dude and so i know but I mean, still. I mean, aka fat is all hell. I know, but still, I mean, uh, thanks you, for the I know still you, on the no, second no, half. No, 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 no. But listen, look, look, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, since I've known you, you've fallen three <laughs> times that, that I know of. Uh, I don't know, maybe more, but, maybe more, I'm, maybe you fell. More. I don't have a fall counter. But I do I'm have not... a picture of one. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have two pictures of one of them. And, uh, but yeah, be careful, man. Yeah, before Come we're on, done man. knowing each other, I'll probably be navigating a wheelchair yeah. with my tongue. Yeah, be careful, guy. <laughs> be, blown be careful, into quit it. falling. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta pick up those old lumbering yeah, legs, man. Yeah, stop. You gotta falling, man. Undo. It's all in your knees, man. Knees to hips. Knees and hips. Jesus, and I'm about to start working in a warehouse. I'm a fucking mm. insurance nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, watch out for them yellow signs that say wet floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no shit. And even when you don't see a uh, wet floor sign, just uh, feet up. Don't, always act like there's a trip walk. Like marching. Like yeah. you're marching yeah. over a fucking... Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is a portion of the show where everybody teaches me how to walk. Yes. Great, sweet. Righty. Oh, I, was just, uh, I, was just, <laughs> I mean, I haven't known you that long. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's always sack of potatoes when he says it. <laughs> yeah. And when I think sack of potatoes, I'm like, damn, that sounds painful. You know, yeah. what I mean, that's, that's a painful. Fall. Well, let me, let me let me ask this though. Okay. When 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 you do feel a stumble coming on, is there any point in which you recover, or is it just a goner? It's like, well, right out of the feet gate. aren't yeah. under me. I'm. It's now time to go horizontal. There's no recovery. No, there's always a fighting chance for a a couple milliseconds until. <laughs> Uh, you know, inertia or what or gravity just takes the fuck over. <laughs> and you just and say, it's yeah, like, dude, <laughs> maybe 30, 40 pounds ago, we could have negotiated this a little bit better, but you're going down, dude. All right. Well, Stone, I'm going to lay out a challenge to you. We got to work on our boys' uh, balance. Physique. Yeah. In balance. We gotta, yes. We got to get them out there and uh, we got to break them like a horse. We got to get them all agile. Oh, Jesus. Oh geez, see, see trying see, to think know, Stone of will get Stone. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. be like, all right, I know how to do this. Stone, Stone. <laughs> Have y'all ever seen the movie Shrimp on the Barbie? It was like Cheech Marin was in it. Oh, yeah, he goes traveling to fucking Australia. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I didn't see that. All I'm imagining right now is Stone dressing up like the girl in that movie, as and she's like a you know big equestrian girl, and she's into Cheech. And so Cheech goes to her after hours and she starts spanking the shit out of him with like horse, horse equipment. I'm like, that's all I could picture at that well, point after you said that. Well, I think we already got Halloween covered. You're going back to the red stag. Oh, you're wearing God a saddle damn. and stone is dressing up as the, yeah, the cowgirl oh, yeah. is going to be riding you. Yeah. And I'm going to go down there and I'm going to meet this gilf and <laughs> you'll want her well, fill in the blanks. Oh, I'm not committing to anything I haven't seen. Oh, no, dude. I mean, both, even Stone, as I was talking to her today, I was like, I don't, it's not one of those things where you sit there and go, she's hot for her age. Nuh-uh. She's just flat out fucking hot. I was just wanting to go down because I wanted to guess her age accurately. Yeah. That's all. I'm good with numbers. You trying to work at a carnival? Maybe. Okay. Hey, man. COVID economy. Hey. (laughs) Got to be multifaceted. It could happen. Yeah. Yeah. You need multiple skills. Hey, Gravitron. Yeah. Look out. Here I fucking come. Which actually your your Hooters friend waitress uh, kind of fucked me today. Well, not not, not, not like that. Fuck the red stag. Let's (laughs) let's take this shit back home. What's going on? (laughs) Not in that technical sense. No. So, uh, I mean, of course, as you know, when she ends her shift, she'll uh, come over and maybe grab a drink with you. Well, when she did, she brought over some random dude, and um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say stand-up guy, really nice, but just, he's he stayed over there for about an hour and a half, and it was like, she stayed over there to have a drink, and then was like, bye, and then left me with this dude. I'm like, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I felt like I was trying to protect future tri- tips for her. So, <laughs> but I, hey, 
I will say I was more than happy to do it. You were the wingman. Yeah. Hey, it's all good. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting day, but go cards. Other than that, I don't really have much to say about this weekend. Rock and roll. Well, and I think a yeah. big part of that is, uh, well, this is kind of like a lull in our, our normal weekends. Yes. You know, mm. typically, you know, you're midway into September. My weekends are my, are spoken for from now until the end of the year, mid-December, with uh, with football of the college variety. We now have NFL. We just had week two in today and very shittily fashion if you're a falcons fan out there yeah, or a Miami hey, dolphins they, fan. the the falcons gave a mighty shot today though yeah, the they dolphins were up tried 20 too, to nothing but we still fucking lost yeah i mean the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, everybody our teams tries. do what our, our teams did what our teams do <laughs> yes yes and the way that they do it exactly they did them exactly the way they do them the falcons won the first half and then they shit the bed the second half i don't know how many more times we have to see this before we make some fucking top of the chart changes i'm talking coaches the mitroff i want them all gone miami's offensive line is very disappointing to me right now yeah i thought they were going to be much better than what they are in there they just have not got their shit together and i get it it's uh, only it's, week two yeah i know I there know, was but- no real <clears throat> preseason. there was you know I, I understand everything's a little wonky this year but Jesus fucking Christ, you're professionals. All I have to say is I'm glad two is not in there right now. Yeah, he'd be getting beat the fuck oh, up. Oh, yeah. yeah they Let would. old Fitzmagic take a few of those. Yeah. He, that's yeah. what he's built for. Yeah. That's why yeah. he's there. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad two is not in there yet. But, you know, if we can get it together, man, I mean, there's some, we got a lot of talent on the Dolphins this year. There's we really some, do. There's some They're teams, all young, but. There's some teams that are jumping out early that are kind of surprising. There's some other teams that are jumping out early, and it's like, well, of yeah, course. KC. Look at KC, man. They're, dude, they're loaded. Did they come back and beat the Fucking Chargers loaded. today? I didn't. I did not see, but I'm sure they did. I saw. Well, I they were down. It. They were down. They they had to drive the field and kick a field goal uh, to send it to overtime, and it was the Chargers' first home game. And Justin Herbert, the rookie quarterback, got the starting nod five minutes before the start of the game because Tyrod Taylor injured his chest and pregame workouts. And so they were like, you're fucking in. And he led them to a 2017 lead with like a minute left in the game. They were about to win the bitch. And then KC drove down the field and kicked a field goal because Mahomes is a badass. But um, anywho. KC's loaded. That's all I can say, man. That dude, watching that game last week, I mean, and that's their first fucking game, dude. They They were on, man. I mean, they were fucking doing everything they needed to do. Mm. And if they can keep that going, you know, they're going to be a monster again, you know? Well, I'm just going <laughs> to... I am disappointed in my Dolphins, though. I will say that. I'm going to say, who would have fucking thought, though, that my Cardinals would be goddamned 2-0? and Seriously. Look, I sure the fuck didn't. Not when you had the 49ers at the. I, I thought they would be one and one. Well, yeah. I know they. You know they. They they got corners, man, because they went shopping. You know they went shopping when Offer got hurt, and mm-hmm. uh, and they got some good corners. <laughs> they did. They well, went and got two. They, yeah. I mean, so. Well, they got that, and then they loaded up their uh, receivers this year. I mean, they they already had, of course, Fitzgerald. And then uh, you're also talking, um, you know, Hopkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, that they have. 
And then, uh, fuck, I forget who our rookie was last year. Um, but, no, they're stacked on the receivers right now. And, um, I mean, really, the only place that they're really hurting right now is still their defense needs to tighten up. But compared to last year, still a million percent better than what I thought that they'd be doing this year. So, fucking, you know, Cardinals, not to give you all too much of a applause in case you fuck it up soon. I mean, I'm really happy with what y'all are doing so far, and keep it going. But a few weeks ago, we did our, our pick them, what yes. we thought our teams were going to do. Yes. And, uh, and and for the season, and I I thought I think I said it on record that uh, I thought the Cardinals would probably be a six win team. Yeah, you said and six, and it's not because I think they're bad, but it's all the other teams in their division. You know, the Charger or not the Chargers, the Rams and the Seahawks and the Forty Nine. Oh, we're the toughest division in all of football for the most part. And you already knocked off one of your divisional foes. So, yeah. kudos to y'all, Falcons. Get your shit together, fucking Christ. Dolphins, oh. I'm not going to say anything. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at just the point. not going to. I'm just not going to look. This, this is the way I feel about the Dolphins. I do. I mean, I, and I still believe this. They are an 11 and one team. They could do that this year, but they have to get their shit together. And the biggest thing that I see right now that needs to get its shit together is the fucking offensive line. That's the if if they can get that line, if they can give fucking. Tua or Fitzpatrick, whoever the fuck they got back there, whoever the fuck they got back there at quarterback, if they can give them time to do shit, it's on. Because Miami's a passing team, man. We already always have been, always. Yeah. Not only that, but our defense is always fucking killer, and uh, that's the t- that's why I like Miami so much is defense. Well, when's the and, last time that the Dolphins got a and, ring? And the Dolphins' defense, oh, man, it's been... 72? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we went in 83 Yeah, with Marino, but lost. And uh, But the Dolphins are the only undefeated NFL team ever. You know? Yeah. All, all the way through the whole season into the Super Bowl. And they've been paying for it ever since. And they have. <laughs> they have. They've been paying for it ever since. And it's... And during Marino's time, you know, dude, we were fucking... I just... There Marino was so Duper. many Marino to Duper. Yes, Marino Clayton, to Clayton. Clayton Duper. Clayton Duper. Yes, yeah. Marino Clayton Duper. Zach Thomas. Oh, dude, when that when all of those guys were firing, uh, it just shocks me during that era that they didn't go to the Super Bowl like every fucking year, just yeah. about. And uh, but they just couldn't finish. They could never finish yeah. the fucking season. All, all I've like, got to say to that is Einhorn is Finkel, and Finkel is Einhorn. Lace is out, motherfucker. <laughs> but to me, they were a lot like the Peyton Manning Colts right. before they broke through. Right, sure. Because right. to me, watching Peyton Manning in the first few years of his career, I was like, this is, this is fucking... Uh, Hideous. <laughs> this is like, uh, what is it? Uh, deja vu. I was like, right, this is right. deja fucking vu. I've seen this before. Right. Mm. It, it, it's just not happening in Miami. It's now in Indy. Because you saw it. It was like this team. If they didn't hit that wall in the playoffs, you. I mean, I don't know. I don't no, know. dude. I know. And being a Dolphins fan, you know, uh, is a painful thing. It is. It's a. It's. It's almost as painful as being like a, a fucking fan. Detroit fan. I mean, uh-huh. it ain't quite that painful, but it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty I mean, but yeah, I mean, you know, and the Falcons, dude, you got the Falcons and Tampa Bay and all these, 
you know, Seattle, you know, the teams that were, you know, added on or whatever, you know, an expansion. Ex- expansion. Sure. And, yeah. and uh, you know, all of them teams have been to Super Bowls and for Miami not to fucking, uh, it's just well, it's it painful. Took, it took it the, is, it's painful. It took the Chiefs since Super Bowl, what, two? Right. To finally get back last year? So. Sure. And the Cubs had to go 100 and years. And we are building. But like yeah. I said, the only thing I really see that concerns me is the line, the offensive line. Well, that's where the game starts. Uh, yes. You got yeah, I know. You, if you're not building and, from and, the line out, you're fucked. And, and we've got big dudes. They're just not performing, you know, the way that, that, that I guess that they're expected, that they, you know, I mean, need to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, it's there. It's there. All, all, all the players we need are there. They're they're there right now already, but I will say this: the way that at least kind of cutting it back to where I started this with college football, I am actually liking NFL starting a couple weeks before college. Yeah, it's, it's they have, weird. Yeah, well, they have a longer season anyway. Right. They have more games. They have more buys and all that shit. So it would be nice to have this kind of be a new permanent like. Because I don't care about the NFL nearly as much as college. We've right. said that numerous times on this thing that Doug and I feel similarly about that. Because now I get a little, I get a little direction of where I think my team's going to go in the NFL. Right. And I know if it's time to just jump the fuck off and say fuck them, college here we come, and that's where I'm at. Right. Falcons, go fuck yourselves. I'm not ready. It, I'm not. I'm not there yet with the Dolphins. If oh, we win next week, if we win next week, and we can. Get our line to fucking you know do their shit. Um, I'm not. I ain't, I'm not ready to give up on them yet because They're, and because of how young we are and how close both of these games were. They were mm-hmm. close games. You well, know, the Falcons both lost by one point, but the way that they lost. Here's the thing. Here's why I'm putting it on the record now. I'm jumping the fuck off the Falcons bandwagon for 2020 because they lost the game on an onside kick where they had three guys staring at the football, backing away from it instead of jumping on it. I don't give two flying fucks if all of a sudden you figure it out later. You're professionals, dude. You don't need a preseason to understand the basic concept that after a ball goes 10, 10 yards, yards, it's fucking yeah. live. On it. Yeah. So you don't deserve my fandom this year. A lot of people forget this, and this isn't fair weather fandom. Being a true fan, in my opinion, is holding your team to a higher standard yes. than they're performing when they're fucking up. Exactly. And they don't deserve my fandom. They have to earn my fandom. All these fans are like, <laughs> through thick and thin, don't, whatever, I'll that's buy. The, that's the college football. I'll spend yeah. Spilling over into the NFL. Yeah, I'll spend hundreds you. of dollars on your stupid fucking gear and your pink jerseys and your fucking blacked out version of this and uh blah. we came out with a new hat it's the same hat as last year but instead of the logo being in the center it's on the bill fuck you i'm not buying your shit go win some fucking games fall on a football when it's after 10 yards you stupid fucks <laughs> this feels like a cut scene in the movie major league where it's just like i'm well, fucking done with you you know with you indians it's what they need to fucking hear because they're loafing around like they think this is gonna be totally fine and you got sure no, no, no. This is why the Falcons have sucked for my entire life is because everybody's like, I'm a true fan. I'm going to stick it out through thick and thin, no matter what. No, fuck that. Boycott the team until they fucking win. They don't No, prof- This is all entertainment. I'm not entertained by you losing in really dumb ways. If we get outperformed by a better team, I can live with that. I'll still be repping and supporting and all that shit. 
But if you back away from an onside kick when the game is on the line, go back to the drawing board and figure out what mm-hmm. the fuck you're doing. I'm no, not. You, yeah, you know, the Dolphins did that to me last year and year before last. Yeah. And you at know, some point, dudes, you just got to go. They, they wouldn't even try. They wouldn't even try. The fucking. And the play would be off, and dude, just be fucking standing there on the sidelines. Wouldn't even go to hit anybody. Dude, I don't care how bad you're fucking losing. You're, you're a professional. You need to play the fucking game. Yeah. You know, it, it's sure. not a. It's. It, it's. Well, you hear the stories of the football players back in the day, like broken pinky. Oh, they just yeah. put it back yeah, in. Just slam it they're, back in, tape it up, and get back in. They're playing in the, in the yeah. frozen tundra yeah. up in Green Bay. Yeah. They just rip up some fucking yeah. frozen turf and just jam it on their yeah. hand. They're like, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll fix it. <laughs> right. Let's go back. And broken noses, missing teeth. These guys are pussies. Yeah. 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 They're fucking prima donna. And you know what? You know where they're not that? College football. That's because college. They're trying to show you what they can do in the pros. Exactly. That and that and that's the fight that me and Matt have all the fucking time, <laughs> and he will not relent on it. You know, I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it's more a, competitive. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, watch the three and ten team in week fourteen. <laughs> right. Show me what competitive is. Right. That's horseshit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Those college kids. I don't. I don't give Mateo, a fuck. Mateo, I love you. They're but trying. you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are. Or or he is. Yes. Yes. He is wrong. We and are. I have confirmation that you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm still uh an nfl fan over ncaa however the slight caveats to that is still sec you know sec's uh legitimately entertaining regardless and that's what we're talking about here ladies and gents because yes college football has already started the acc's already started the big 12's already started a couple of other smaller conferences even the sun belt has already started unless you're Georgia Southern, where 33 players have already opted out. And you also had a game this past week and get canceled because half the other team got COVID. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing down there? Get your shit together. <laughs> but the SEC, what I consider the truest form of football out there, just gained a little com- uh, competitor, a little old mistress known as the Big Ten. Yeah, the Big Ten mm. jumped in. Big Ten finally came to a vote last week, and the tea leaves were already well read at yeah, this point. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knew that if they had a chance, if they got back in a room again, they would say, we're playing fucking football. Let's get this shit done. And that's exactly what happened. They they came out last week and said, football will be coming back in the Big Ten. Uh, first game, I think, is like October 26th or something like that. Right. Don't quote me on the date. I have no notes on this episode, by the way. This is a very different episode. This is what you get when half of us go out of town for the weekend. We're just, yeah. we're just spitballing. And not study shit. 66, 66% actually. Yes. 66% of this show. Down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Big Ten is coming back. They're going to, they came out with an eight game schedule, which is automatically what the fuck are you think you, what are you trying to pull, Big Ten? Mm. The SEC already came out with a 10 game schedule. You can't, you can't hack it another two weeks, buddy. What's, what's going on up there? And then apparently they came out with an eight plus one schedule. So they're still trying to figure it out up there. They're a little confused. Wait, eight, eight plus one? What does that entail? That means eight conference games plus one. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Outside. So they're still trying to figure that out. Apparently the Pac 12 might come on board now. Now it's like a whole domino well, effect yeah, the well, other so way. We, told, we knew this was going to happen. We said this yeah. on another podcast. Yeah, this is you the know, yo yo effect. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the yo yo effect of the SEC not being pussies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, saying, and not being pushed know, around by and, other conferences, yes, and not they, being pushed around by another conference. And we're and they're said, you know what? I mean, 
We're sticking to our guns. We're going to play football. We're doing the bubble shit. We're not going to let our players get sick, you know? I mean, obviously, there's going to be some that get sick. Of course. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, you knew that you knew this because uh, it, it, we opened up the whole thing. Remember the extra year of eligibility? All that shit yeah. would have come into play if they hadn't all fucking said, okay, fuck it, we're going to play. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, th- it had to be done. This whole thing in the Big Ten was being held up by a handful of people. Right. The rest of the everyone involved was saying let's do it let us do it or at least let us choose if we want to do it right don't cut us off from the ability of saying me as a player or me as a you know uh, institution wants to give it a shot well the the players were talking about suing weren't they Uh, there's a lot okay so the the parents of the players went outside the big 10 offices in indianapolis and started fucking raising hell hell yeah and then that's when they said hey guys i don't know if we really made the right decision here also there's other games going on right now behind us uh (laughs) we might want to take another look at this thing because the biggest concern that they kept citing was this heart condition uh the, the inflammation of your heart if you get COVID. right and now, with more time and more studies and research, I, I heard a uh, presser from Kirby Smart, Georgia's head coach. He came out and he was like, yeah, that's nothing new. That condition exists in all viruses if you get them. Right. The inflammation of sure. a heart or internal lungs. We're already monitoring all of that shit already. We have the shit in place. Just give us control of our teams and let us do this. And the Big Ten finally said, ah, yeah, you know what? I think we can probably do this. So we'll see if they stick to it and they actually make it through. They did come out with some new health guidelines where uh, if any player, and this is likely going to happen, but if any player tests positive, it's a mandatory 21-day quarantine. Right. No team, you can't practice, you can't go to the facilities, you are fucking, you're in a real bubble then. Right. And, And if... 5% 5% or more of any team in the Big Ten gets uh, COVID, it's uh, mandatory, like, you you forfeit your next game. Holy and shit, it's like, 5%? Yeah. God damn. But you got to think, their their roster size is like 100 and oh, yeah. something. Yeah. Or 86 oh, okay, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nothing like NFL. No. Because, so you would really have to get, you know, 5 to 10 students, which is possible. But anyway, Big Ten's back. Hooray. But anyway, <laughs> more importantly, the SEC comes back next week. Yep. And it's conference only games. And it's going to be the shit. The most pure yeah, gonna SEC football that it, there is. If, if we can <clears throat> make it through this football season and finish this fucker out, this might be the best SEC college football season ever. Yeah. It, it has will. the ability. It has the potential to do that. Well, and and I think it will be. I think it. I think it's going to happen. I mean, because look, you see all the schools that are just freaking the fuck out because students are getting COVID, fucking left and right. Yeah, Alabama was one of them. They were number one on the list. Yes, like just a few weeks ago. Now they're still playing football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not. Yeah, Saban ain't gonna fucking not play. Oh, I was about to yeah, say I Saban mean, ain't letting yeah, yeah, shit you happen. Know, you're talking about a fucking six-time national champion. You know he's not gonna fucking say, "Nah, we're gonna sit this one out." No, well, no, because he looks at it like, the, yeah, those are the students. <clears throat> These right. are the athletes. Yes. Believe it or not, yes, they are. And different. yes, the athletes are students, but they're not students. They're not you know, bringing they're not, money in by their test. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
and he gets it. Yes, and that's why football will commence. And, and yes, in and, and I, I don't doubt that him and Kirby Smart and one other coach were the deciding factor in all of this. Yeah. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. You got Coach O down there going, "Yeah, I think we're gonna do some football. Let's <laughs> yeah, do some football. Yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, I and, think we and, can do it." And up in Clemson, you know, you got. I, I'm, I'm sure it was a small group of coaches that got together and said, "You know what? Fuck that. We're gonna play." Yeah, you know, Kirby, and, uh, Kirby, and uh, <laughs> Kirby and Saban are both like. Yeah, it's going to just be us playing anyway, right? right? So let's just go ahead and do this. And they're like, yeah, sure. And they had a gentleman's, you know, hang yeah, shake. Right, right. And Dabo's up there like, you know, I yeah. talked to the big man upstairs and he he brought me some good news. <laughs> and, you know, our Clemson gonna... Tiger fans, we're going to get through this together. Let's go win one for the Gipper. And yeah. uh, then you have Coach O down there just like, <laughs> Gator tail. Yeah, blah, 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 gators, football. Gators, Gators. There. And uh, that, so we now very professionally walked you through the uh, college football oh, landscape. Yeah. And um, oh, I'd, can I'd say I can I pitch in uh, Nick Saban? Go fuck yourself! Oh, just for, man, I, I fucking hate Come him. Come on, I fucking hate ah, him. You're a fuck biggest guy. piece of shit. Yeah, you're a loser. Hey, fine. That's yeah, cause you. It's cause you lose all the time. Oh, that's right. why you say that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you say that. No, it's because Nick Saban's a bitch. Oh Nick's, my God! Nick's, he ain't a, yeah. I wouldn't call him a bitch. No, I I, I respect a, what he's accomplished. Nick Saban is a that. champion. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jesus, just like I Jimmy would, Johnson was a champion. I, I say, hated the shit he was doing, but he was. Oh the no, fucking I, hey, I'm not calling him a b- bad football coach. I'm just calling him as a human being a total bitch. Oh, I'm sure there's a. I'm sure they I all are. I, I would never call him a bitch. Asshole, sure. Yeah, asshole. Yeah. Because any successful coach. Yeah. Okay. Asshole's, uh, finish, okay. uh, assholes uh, finish first. Uh, yeah. This is football. Not yeah, bitches. Bit, but football ain't for bitches. No. Uh, I mean, my favorite thing. All I right. Ever, fine. I will amend asshole or whatever. All right. We get it. You hate Saban. The thing that I like about Saban is what he had to say about our Georgia Southern Eagles after we ran all over that field in Tuscaloosa. Yes, it was in a losing effort. But I mean, come on. Southern wasn't going to beat Alabama. Right. Yeah. But he probably. Cut the best promo for Georgia Southern since Irk Russell when he said he was pissed that day. He he did the Dennis Green smacking the, <laughs> smacking the podium. He's like, we couldn't stop him. They ran through us like hot shit through a tin <laughs> horn. Yeah, yeah. I got a t-shirt with that quote a on it. Hot tin horn or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that was when, you know, we were the triple option team that we had but been our entire uh, existence. Did we still have Peterson at that point? No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't no. think this so. This was only a few years back. Yeah, I like didn't think five so. Five or six years ago. So, um, this was around the time where we went and beat Florida in the swamp, and it was uh, the, either the year before or the year after. I think it was the year after. Anyway, can't remember. Doesn't matter. Nick Saban cut the best promo for Georgia Southern since Eric Russell, and uh, that's why I don't think he's. We'll a bitch. see that that Nick Saban look he. That's what makes him who he is. You know, Alabama can beat a team fucking 58 to 6, but and, that and guy, he's going to be pissed. That guy didn't come out of his so, break fast enough. Yes, and yeah. it's something about that game is going to just fucking infuriate him. Yeah. And that's what makes him a fucking champion. Yeah, because coaches' jobs <laughs> are to look at what they need to improve He's not upon. to look at the camera and go, yeah, it was a hard one, but boy, we got him. We got him today. Yeah. We got him. There's a shitload of coaches I that I call do that, that doing the shit. Dabo. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> See, you can say Saban's a bitch. Sure. I'm personally not a fan of Dabo. Yeah, that dude I'm is not. the Jolly Roger. Hey, my, 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 <laughs> man, look at us out here. Can you believe how green the grass is? Can you believe it? Hey, go touch that rock. 
go up there and touch it before you run down this unnecessarily long hill into the field. Anyway, I don't know. Hey, it's football season. Talking yeah, shit is yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Shit, in. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, don't fuck with Saban. That's my, that's my boy. Don't fuck with Saban. I'm just glad that this time of year is finally here. Yes, it was a delay in the season. We had to wait a couple more weeks, but ooh, we've never, never been so close. And see, what you have to remember is I hated Saban with a passion. When he was at LSU. When he was at LSU and beating the shit out of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I hated him with a passion. Then what does he do? He leaves LSU and he goes to the Dolphins. And I'm like, conflicted, conflicted. <laughs> you know, I'm like, holy shit. He's, in, he's at the Dolphins now. Yeah. And, uh, I guess and I then, better start learning to love him. Yeah. And so that's actually where I started learning <laughs> to love him. And then, uh, and then, you know, he wasn't there fucking a year. You know, he was, and, and then the next thing I see is, He's coming to the University of Alabama, and I'm like, holy shit, we're fixing to be fucking great. Yeah. You know, because what he did is he went to the NFL. He saw that the NFL wasn't what he thought. They weren't going to let him do what – they weren't going to let him be in control yeah, like sure. he would be in college. Yeah, he saw you the know? players were in he control because yeah. they're all prima donnas, yeah. and he was like, fuck yeah. that. And that ain't like, football. Yeah, he was like, this is not football. And so – Leaving the Dolphins and going to Alabama, you know, I was fucking, I was like, holy shit, we got Saban. Mm-hmm. I was fucking shocked. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. And, um, cause I thought for sure he'd go back to LSU. Well, you yeah, know, everybody all, was, everybody all, was. All due respect, Doug. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, y- y- Alabama is to college football what the Yankees are for everyone else in Major League Baseball. It's like, we just hope they fucking lose. I know. If you, I if know. You, and there's, and yeah. the reason for that is Bear Bryant and, and Nick Saban. The reason so for that do, is all the winning they've yeah, done. Yeah, all is no, because of the winning. I and can't wait that until everyone point. hates Georgia yeah, because of exactly. all of our rings. That's the, and that's <laughs> I the, want that level of hate. And this, is, and, <laughs> yeah. and this is the thing. When we lose, if, I, if we lose a game, if we lost to Georgia, I would say, Georgia, that was a fucking great game. You beat us. But 16 times in a row? You know? I would expect you to be like, Kirby Smart's a bit of a fucking right. bitch right I, now. I know. <laughs> and, and that was, and that came into play at your party when we were watching Alabama and Georgia, you know? It was like, you need to leave, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, it was, and to me, look, I look at the SEC, uh, the whole SEC, I look at it as a whole. I look at it as at any given time, any team in the SEC can explode. Case can, in point, LSU last year. Auburn, LSU, Florida, fucking. I mean, you never know when one of when uh, you know because they they try to keep their drafting. They try to keep it as low profile as they can when they're drafting out of high school. All the recruiting, and stuff. yeah, all the recruiting sure. that they do. They try to keep it as low profile as they can. Now the the bigger players, they're going to get out and it's going to say where they're going or whatever. Yeah, but you know, if you've got good drafting and and people that really know the fucking game. Um, that's where it starts. That's that's where the whole shit starts. Yeah. And if you don't have good recruiters, yeah. you're not going to get good recruits. Exactly. And your team is going to suck. Sure. Case in point, Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. They now have a head coach that can recruit, so let's check back in with them in three years. You're right. The two teams in Mississippi, neither one of those coaches is going to be there in three years. Right. So they're still going to suck at And ass. see, Kirby Smart leaving Alabama, it did hurt Alabama. It did hurt them. Yeah. Uh, didn't hurt them as bad as it could have. Yeah. But did, it did and- hurt Alabama. 
Because Saban is a defensive coach. That's why I loved it when he was going to Miami. He's a fucking a, – a, he's a genius yeah. when it comes to defending players. And, uh, I mean, so, you know, and, and to me, that's football. That's football. You know, offense, you know what the fuck you're going to do. Everybody on the whole fucking team knows what that play is going to be. Defense, you got no fucking clue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All you got is you can, I mean, you can watch a fucking running back, see where they're, when they shift and shit like but you don't know what the fuck's coming. That saying, defense wins championships, I still, to this day, it holds true. Yes. Yeah. It holds true. That's why you haven't had a Pac-12 or Big 12 national champion in quite some time. Because all they do there is offense. Right. You know, but I will say, even though ASU has sucked ceremoniously for a while, they've got a coach now, finally, where they can start building a roster behind them. I mean, uh, Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards, man. I mean, dude's legit. There's always this trope of, you know, college coaches can't succeed in the NFL and NFL coaches can't succeed in college because they're two different animals. I think sure. he has name recognition, but I think he's a little long in the tooth. I don't know. Like, Mac Brown, who was Texas head coach, you know, got to the natty a couple times. He was already kind of up in age when he was at Texas. Right. But he retired, went on ESPN. He pulled the Urban Meyer. I'm going to go behind a TV desk for a year or two. And then the coaching itch came back, and now he's at North Carolina. And I honestly thought, he's a little long in the tooth. He's a little old. North Carolina, I think he's like 13th right now. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm not saying that it's it, it rules it out, but what I will say is Mac Brown stayed in college. I don't know how many professional coaches come to college and have success stories. Right. I'm not aware of any. There's and and even well, the other way. Uh, what's it's what not, about Michigan? Uh fucking Harbaugh is fucking sinking like a rock. Well, yeah. right now, but he started off doing pretty well. So I because mean he might turn it back they around. Recruited poorly and now his team is talentless well yeah. see that's the thing is the is a college coach to go pro from a college coach is a completely different mindset sure you know i mean it is because you're like i said saban couldn't take it saban couldn't take not being in control of everything yeah you know you have to you're when you go pro um you're having to put just huge amounts of energy and and your offensive coaches staff and your defensive coaches staff in a way that you don't have to do in college, you know. In college, you can fucking ream your coach out, you know, for for shit. You can't really do that in the NFL, you know. You can't. You I'm don't gonna see go a, take my millions over yeah, here yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. see. I'm gonna drive see, my Ferrari the fuck out of here. You don't see an offensive uh, uh, an offensive coordinator going the fuck off on a head coach no. on an NFL sideline. Yeah, no. you see that in college. You do see that in yeah, college, yeah. and and that's the difference. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's a completely different game, and to be in that mindset, um, that's why I, I I don't see them work. They're like oil and water yeah. almost. Yeah. I just and that's why I'm I'm losing interest in the NFL, and I've been losing it for ten right. years now. Yeah, is because like, of the way it's ran. Like, go watch Hard Knocks. And watch how they talk to these players. Like, hey, guys, come on. We got to go get them. Come on, guys. And I'm like, what the fuck pansy-ass shit is this? Yeah. You watch just a highlight clip that they put on uh, Instagram or, uh, uh, like, in my case, the University of Georgia's, like, YouTube. Right. Or just a quick 30-second this week in practice. Everyone is 
fucking getting chewed the fuck out. And they're like, you better fucking. And see, that's the way it was in the NFL back in the day. Back when it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to Ditka and Shula and all that. Them, They are in their faces fucking calling them pussies. Yeah. You know, what the fuck is wrong with and nowadays, you a pussy? They are. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, so, and yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Ditka, that's why he's had, what, five heart attacks? Or, yeah. What, I mean, he, he's probably, yeah, he's had his heart attacks just fucking yelling at people. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it is. It's completely different, man. And it's all money, you know? And that's why, you know, we talked about paying college players and all that. Dude, I don't, I don't want to kill the fucking game. I don't want to kill the spirit of the game. Uh, with money. Just yeah, as know. long as the SEC stays where they're at now, where they are the the front of the ship. They are steering the direction of college football, which I believe they are. This year is a good example. I, then I'm fine. Then I'm good. Just give me the fucking football. At this point, I don't, I don't give a shit who our starting quarterback might be, if they might get paid, if they... I, at this point, just give me the fucking... Give me the... All right. My appetite has now been wetting by the NFL. I've mm. seen some guys supposedly out there playing football. It's not what I would call football. <laughs> I'm ready now. Well, you I remember I told you this was going to be a a half-ass year for NFL. Sure. I, I, and I think it I think it will be, man. I don't think any of them guys are going to go out there and risk hurting themselves. I think you can uh, say that any year in the NFL at this yeah, point. Yeah, There's know, some guys I just... I know. I, they have turned into divas, haven't they? they? I mean, it's and it's money, man. It's all about money and fear of getting hurt. And when you fear you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. The, That's the It thing. used to be that the only place that you saw people fucking going hard was on special teams. Because those guys were playing for their fucking contract. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. What I saw today, I hate to kill this fucking, beat this fucking dead horse, but was this shitty special teams with three guys backing yeah. away from the fucking football. That's why I said <laughs> this is the most uncompetitive, prima donna, fucking bullshit-ass league. And yes, I'm judging the whole league based on my team, but that's what we do as fans. We're not rational. Uh, so I'm officially unplugging from the NFL, ready for college football. Let's fucking do it. Arkansas, you're getting your ass blown out next week. Mm. Oh. I'm looking forward to it, but you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on the and well, I mean, of course, here I'm gonna say, even if the Cardinals start fucking up, I'm still gonna come back every week. It's just how I am. It's how I'm wired. I'm like, you know what? As long as teams like the fucking Cubs and you know, before they blew up. Uh, the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as fans were doing the shit that they were doing for those teams, I can't walk away from my cards, regardless of what the fuck they do. Now, I do want to also bring up, and I know you're trying to make a point, but... Yeah, uh, I got to clarify sure. that point. Okay, real quick. Go ahead. They don't deserve my support, but I they you. are still and will always be my team. Oh, the yeah. difference... A lot of times you hear like I'm I'm unplugging I'm I'm done with the Falcons and all of a sudden next week I'm rocking 49er gear. No. No, yeah. no, no. I don't pick up another team. The Falcons are my team for life and I ride and or die with them. This is my way of dying. Saying fuck you, you fucking suck. Fix it. Because yeah. you're you are my team and this is what a true fan should fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. And say win a couple games. 
You know, and it's then, one of the only Facebook streams that I that I actually fucking comment on is when the, like Dolphins football every every week. Every week I what go the in there. Fuck, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck, fuck, what the fuck is fuck? wrong with you? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, it really is. It's the only stream that I'm constantly, and I'll battle with other fans. You know, I'm like yeah. talking <laughs> shit to. They're like, "Oh man, they're just." I'm like, "Fuck that!" They, 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 yeah, get off Broadway Joe's yeah, nutsack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, it's uh, I get it, man. I get it, and it's it, it, you know the the worse you are, the angrier you get. I and mean, the fan of the season goes. Now, now, Doug, you brought up uh, Ditka a moment ago. Uh, did you see that he nearly got uh, in trouble with the woke crowd oh, this yeah. week? Yeah, I saw that. Holy goddamn! I mean, and did he tell them all to go fuck themselves? Yeah, well, regardless of what gender they no, are. No, he basically said, "If you're going to protest this country, then get the, get fuck, the fuck out." out. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way of protesting it. No, I mean, I Take your I, business I, elsewhere. I do, do you, disagree with them on a you know vast majority of that, but I mean, I'm what not do you saying do when I'm you boycott insu- something, yeah. you no longer uh, patronize them. You know, you you get the fuck out. <laughs> it's not always an option. You know, the, that wall isn't built yet. You can still get the fuck out. Well, look, so look, bad. this is the thing: is I think that the whole Black Lives Matter thing and the whole ev- everything that's happening right now is. Um, especially the older guy, older people like that is bringing back the seventies that the, it's bringing back them memories of what they fucking lived through already. Yeah. And they don't want to, they don't want to do that again. They, they, don't want, they, they, don't. they fought that fucking battle. They made it through the battle. Everything was good. <laughs> and now everything's going to shit again. Yeah. Let's have civil rights and, 2.0. And oh, so, it's, like it's going to be any fucking better than and, the first and, time. And so, I mean, I, dude, I get both sides. I mean, I, I definitely get the protesting, you know I mean? Cause there is some shit, there's some crazy shit going on in the world sure. that needs to be fucking brought to the attention sure. of people. And the only way to do that is the fuck, I guess, stand in the middle of the fucking freeway. I, I don't get, know. I, I don't get. know, but. Uh, surely there's got to be a better way, but I think, um, like I said before, I think that if they're, if you're going to protest, organize it, you know, have a, have a day where everybody goes to DC and everybody protests on that day and then go home. And then if you want to have another protest, when the sun goes down, plan another day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Protests don't, protests don't happen at night. First of all. Right. They just, they don't turn out well. I've never heard anybody go. We were really on the fence with these guys, but they just rallied through the night. And now I want to listen to yeah, them. Yeah. But, no, never has fucking ever happened. Never has worked. Stop doing it because you're dis, you're you're being disingenuous when you're trying to come to the meeting table or to have a conversation. If you're doing the shit in the cover of darkness, uh, wearing masks and shit like that, you're. Well, you're not protesting, you're terrorizing, and you're a piece of shit for it. Yeah, and all you're doing is pissing people off. Yeah, like that's, me. That's what a... Yeah. No, you protest, but don't uh, loot and fucking destroy shit. And not, not only that, can you at least have a figurehead that we can all listen to, that we can get behind, that says some intelligible shit beyond the rants that you keep on, you know, uh, chorusing at every one of your... Uh, rallies. What is it? Uh, no freedom or no justice, no, no peace. No justice, no, racist, no peace. Police. Yeah, it's like cops. Uh, you know, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. All this other dumb bullshit. They're they're fucking morons. Yeah. Their mental activity is next to zilch because they're on 
They're on that goddamn Molly too damn much, eating holes in their brains. <laughs> well, I but, got I got asked at the bar last uh, the other night. It was just like, what do you think of this fucking BLM shit? And it was like, you know, really Southern dude. So, I, but I wasn't about to watch myself on it. I, I just said, a hundred percent. I support the uh, notion that Black Lives Matter. I I yeah, support no that that itself i do not support the organization yeah it's saying i support the most obvious fucking thing ever that never needed to be said but this is bullshit yeah well if, I, if i'm not gonna say it, it was obvious to where it didn't need to be it, said but i'm gonna say no, 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 to me if you have to put a qualifier in front of lives matter you're a piece of shit and you're trying oh, sure, to sure. you're trying to own a narrative that to me doesn't exist well, that's not the point I was making. I was more making the point that I do feel it's something that needs to be said because there's some dumb fucks out there, not because it shouldn't be obvious. I'm against Black Lives Matter organization, the movement. I'm against all of it. It's all bullshit to me because black people are not being hunted down by white people. It's not fucking happening. Nothing supports it except for a few fucking isolated events where half of them there's explanations that are reasonable, but they don't wait for that because no justice, no peace. Justice in their terms, justice on their terms, or else they're going to destroy shit. Well, hey, fuck you. A lot of it, dude, I'm telling you, it's like I said before, a lot of it is, it's, they took a problem that is a legitimate fucking problem. Yeah, yeah our legal there's, system. There's, yes, our legal system is a legit problem. Correct. And they fractured it into a one segment of what's wrong yeah you know they they're 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 focusing on one one little part of a huge fucking problem yeah and cops are assholes and the huge problem is i mean the only way and this is this is carrying me right into ruth ruth bader ginsburg i'm i'm gonna go right into this okay this is um of course she passed away this week was it Um, friday i believe Yes. yes I believe yes. it was Friday. Yes. Yeah, that's when he sent so the text. So rest I think. in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Holy shit, what a life she had. Um, mm-hmm. This is my this is my worry now. I, I told you that my one word that I said when that flashed on my phone, it said Ruth Bader Ginsburg dead. My immediate reaction was fuck. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did that is because what's about to happen in this country is going to start easily the civil war easily this is uh, it, it, this is my worst uh nightmare going up to this election this it, it was the worst thing that could have happened like we said a couple this, months ago in this situation if this leads if we end if and, we find ourselves in a civil war we've already taken the first step right this is and another this, step this is this is actually the biggest step and uh, and, I, and i'm gonna explain why if donald trump and the republicans which they're gonna do this they're gonna try to force a justice through they're gonna try to ram one through yep um i don't think they'll be able to do it before the election but i think after the election even if biden wins especially if biden wins uh, my worry is biden wins sometime in november they confirm the new justice 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll happen after the election anyway. Yes. I think no, no, no. But this is this is my fear. As, as it's it's okay. and it's all there's no way to stop it. This and yeah. this is why I say this: the Affordable Care Act for people who don't know what the fuck it is um, is very critical to my wife who has a pre-existing condition. All right, the Supreme Court has already set a date to hear the Affordable Care Act, what Donald Trump wants to do to it, which is basically get rid of it. Dismantle. He wants to get rid of it. Um, And we're talking millions of people. We're talking 30, 40 million people this is going to affect. So the order that this is going in is the vote on the Supreme Court is not until the end of November, after the election. So if they can ram someone through right after the election and get them in there and they get on the court in time to vote on the Affordable Care Act, it's done. The Affordable Care Act is done. And for anybody that's listening to this fucking podcast, pay attention to this because this is this is the beginning of a civil war. This is the actual this is the way it happens. You give somebody something and you take it away. Yeah. And when you take it away in such a fashion as this, as what I believe is fixing to happen, that's the beginning of the of the civil war. And it's gonna this is gonna be really, really bad. Yeah. This is gonna be really, really bad. And uh whether Trump wins or not, it that none of that matters. Um mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if the Democrats take over the Senate. That doesn't matter either because the vote is going to happen in between Trump, in between the election and when Trump leaves office. You know, they've got, you know, two months to fuck to fuck with there until January the 20th of the next year. In case people don't know this, I don't know. Before the ACA, if you had a pre-existing condition, they would not even write you a policy. You could not get insurance. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get it. Another thing that goes away is under the ACA, you can be on your parents' insurance until you're 26 years old. That goes away. To all you parents of all these millennials out there that, that are, are out there shit doing stupid and shit. Breaking and their fucking, arm. Yeah. 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 And Catching then, a rubber bullet to the yeah, nuts. Yeah, taking rubber <laughs> bullets and shit. Uh, all, everybody needs to really pay attention to this. And ever since that happened, like I said, it, this is all that's been on my mind ever since she passed away, man. I was and it like, was a ticking time and, bomb. And, and it is. Because it, it, it's not like... Here's one thing. This isn't a surprise. No, it's not. Knowing that justices are going to die. There's still a couple others that are in their 80s. Like, they're, this isn't... She's not the last one that's going to no, die. No, no, but it's just coming the up. time. I understand. The, the I understand. Yeah. Of it. But this is also the danger, and I know that there's benefits to it, but this is also the danger, like you said, when government gives you something. Yes. Because it can always be taken, taken away. Taken away, yes. And it's a ma- that's what I mean by it. That's a ticking time bomb. Yes. Because it's, it's always there. Right. And because of the polarization and... This party pulls this way, which means this party has to pull in the opposite direction. That's why I don't want anything coming from them. And, and if and, 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 and if and I will say this also, this is gonna happen. If the Republicans win the Senate and Donald Trump wins the White House, Social Security's done. Yeah, for it's sure, it's done. Social Security's done. So yeah. all these people that are all the older people that are all Trumpsters and shit, mm-hmm. get ready to watch your social security go bye bye. Mm-hmm. In bigly, 
fashion. <laughs> bigly. Yeah. We're going well, to we're gonna change it bigly. How long have they been warning us that that Since was going away? Since I was away? in first yeah. grade. Yeah. Yeah, but this, this uh, did you see the 2023 thing? That's the, uh, uh, dude, if this shit goes through that, yeah. that they're trying to push right now. Yeah. There's enough money in Social Security till 2023. Yeah. That's fucking three years from now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I I see all this as I'm not surprised that the, the level of spending is unsustainable and it has been for my entire lifetime. And with every president, regardless of what letters next to their name has broken oh, the, yeah. oh, the previous one up. We up, can't up. afford this. Yeah. So the, unless we just go completely upside down and that's everybody, not 20 million or 40 million. That's everybody going under they they have to they have to stop spending the way they're spending they're we're spending so much more money on other shit that leaves our shores and we never see anything from that if you just stopped all the spending you could actually keep the things that are as quote unquote essential and things that will actually benefit us right so that's where i fight against this whole we pay into this government that what are they doing? They're just spending more than what we're giving them. They're sending out half the shit off the, you know, to other countries. We're still having to pay, but we're not, we're not going to get what we're paying for. No, sure. I know. Exactly. And that's where yeah. getting back to your civil war thing, eventually enough people will say, yeah, this ain't, this ain't working. In fact, this is broken. And you've been hearing people say this system is broken for decades. Yes. Yes. But eventually, that has to happen. It has to hit that head. Right. And I think that we're definitely closer now than we've ever been yes. to that. Yes. Sure. Now, I totally get where everybody is freaking the fuck out because there's some real possibility that Trump puts in everybody's worst nightmare and the most Republican judge. So just... We are going to pay attention to this for sure. This is going to be a re... We're going to touch on this issue as it progresses. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, over, the it, over the coming weeks and months. I'm going to just come out and say, just for posterity, just for the hope that <laughs> I, we don't live through the end times. I think, I think, fingers crossed, that Trump isn't going to pick what everybody's most feared thing is. Because I, I think... For him, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he puts another woman up there. Yeah, it's going to be a woman. Yeah, if for nothing else, and this is political, you know, poetry, if you want to call it that, just so the opposition has to rake her over the coals like they did Kavanaugh and make the other side look bad. Now, I'm not saying that's going to make anybody any better for any of this or any decisions that come out of it, but I'm just trying to think out of the doomsday scenario, I think he's going to purposefully seek out a woman, possibly a woman of color, and appease the left and not just throw somebody in there that everybody is like, if if he puts up like a white, rich, you know, lifetime lawyer, male dude that's like, fuck your rights or, you know, fuck your whatever's, we're going back. Old school. You know, he, he threw Ted Cruz out there, right? Oh, geez. Well, that's, a possible, that's a possible nominee. I, uh, I imagine. And Mr. This is, Green Eggs and Ham himself. Well, here's the thing. He's going to throw out a lot of people. 
He's going to test the waters. Just like what Netflix did with that movie Cuties. <laughs> right, right. See oh, where they the limit is. They weren't testing waters. They just lost a shit no. ton of subscribers. Well, exactly. <laughs> now they know how far they can't go. Uh. So they're going to, you're, you're not going to see shit like that. If it wasn't outrageous, trust me, you would see a lot more shit like that. Yeah. So he's going to say some, he's going to, what if I, maybe I'll, I don't know. I'm thinking about this guy. What do you think? Well, no. Okay. Well, what about her? Mm, yeah. To, the, to me, the, but the, the only reason this I, is going to be a fucking shit show of biblical proportions. I didn't really give a fuck about it until Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. When yeah. she died, that changed something about this whole shit that's going on now for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've always said it's going to be there's going to be riots and shit and, and all that shit, no matter who wins. But this this is this is principle shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is you're fucking with people's principles now. Yeah. And, and when you're doing that right before an election, you know, or right in between an election, that's what starts. I think shit. this hurts Trump. I think everything oh, about this hurts Trump. It's definitely There's, it's definitely bad for the Republicans. It didn't make for, it easier for Trump. The Senate, the House, yeah. uh, any especially the Senate. Any senator in any Republican senator right now mm-hmm. that's coming up for re-election has got to be scared to fucking death yeah. of which way to go on this. Well, because and, this will be their defining fucking thing. I bet you this, they're probably kicking themselves for putting fucking Biden out there right now. It, it's yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure that that's a bad thing. I, I'm I'm not. I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my judgment about Trump and Biden until the debates, which are that's coming up. Yeah, September 29th. That's the first one. Nine that, days. From yeah. Now. Yes. And so we'll do one more podcast. The next podcast after that will be all about the Biden Trump debate. Yeah. Oh Just yeah. Just so you know this, uh, because I am gonna dive deep in on that one. In but, fact. I'm, I'm going to spring something out. on you guys right now live. We've never even talked about this. Maybe, and obviously if this doesn't work, we'll just cut this shit out. But maybe we'll do a live watch episode yes. where yeah. we react live to the debate. Right. And we give we give our, you, 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 you hear our responses in real time, recorded obviously, but while the debate's happening. Right. I well, think that might we, be interesting. We had actually, we had already talked about at least doing the... You know, right afterwards. Sure. And then the live show for the elections. I think both could do live as far as that goes. Yeah. Because I, I got to tell you, man, I watched both town halls last week. Um, Biden did one and Trump did one. Yeah. And I watched both of them. And I got to tell you, Biden wiped the fucking floor with Trump. When it comes to answering people's questions. Mm-hmm actually answering people yeah he fucking wiped the floor with him he did see and, i have homework to do this week and uh, yeah. i was i was checked i was unplugged Trump rambled all, all over the i mean he's just like he does you yeah. know and so it, i'm thinking if biden can call him on his bullshit in the debates that might turn the fucking tide big well, time well you gotta think trump has um, to have enough time to say one thing in this direction and then he also needs enough time to say the exact same thing in, in the, the complete opposite. Yes. He's got to use both sides of his mouth because if you cut him off, 
then he's sticking to one side. And see, that's he's, why I'm saying that, that <laughs> Biden's got to be quick enough to cut him off, you know. Yeah. And, and when he's lying about shit and say that's not true, you know, what the fuck? What are you saying? That shit, that shit never happened. Has this it, is not true. Has there been any update to this whole Joe Rogan potentially hosting a debate? Now, now, now I, I know Joe Rogan did have to apologize. Um, did about, you see this about talking about the Antifa fire? Yeah, yeah connection. you saw, you saw yeah. that. And but I don't, you, I don't know what he said. I haven't. He I, I don't said think I've he heard said him. that he actually saw reports that they were arresting Antifa for fires in Washington, and it's Which not is true. They and technically it didn't not true. It, no, it didn't happen. It, it, They've even, arrested guys. No, the FBI, the sheriff, all, all the people. In Washington and in Oregon, they all put a fucking statement out together and said, this is not true. We've not arrested anyone uh, for any for of these fires. fires. For fires, yeah. <laughs> we're, and, we're not doing shit yeah, about it. Well, well I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I know, I'm I just know. saying they called him out in a big time way. Yeah. And um, he wound up having to apologize for it. Well, they it. need to call out some, and, some news agencies because that's been reported. Well, there's, there's video clips of guys talking to the cops that eventually, well, maybe they didn't get arrested. Right. But... There's been people reporting out there that police officers are saying, yeah, we're pretty sure it's Antifa See, but Fox. Jo- we just can't, yeah. we can't fucking but find him in the act. Yeah, I just don't, thi- I don't agree with that. The dude. thing uh, about Joe, though, is uh, he's going to speak his mind, and plenty of the time he's going to say some untrue shit, but he will be the first person to come right back out and go, I fucked up. Well, yeah, and I'm not slamming Joe Rogan. No, for I it. know I mean, you're not. There's a lot of people that are though. There's a lot of people slamming him for it. Well, yeah. a lot of people are fucking cheap. For, those are also the same people that say he's a transphobe because he says men who transition to women after 30 years shouldn't beat the fuck out of well, women. Well, no, and and the, the criticism that I saw of him, and it was legit. It was legitimate criticism. It was how many people listen to him on a daily basis. He's basically considered a news source, which you know, is because fucked up. of. Because, well, I mean, it, it's a responsibility that comes with that many fucking subscribers. You know, I mean, if you're going to be, look, if he's going to be like, like he tries to, if he's going to have the format that he has, um, he needs to be sure about the shit that he's talking about. He needs to, you know. I disagree. And I, I disagree. You don't think I so? disagree. He says repeatedly, hey, look, guys, I'm a fucking moron. Don't listen to me. Oh, okay. Well, he okay. says it all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And. It, to me, it's on the it's on the audience. Like, you know, it, it's the same it's the same thing that John Stewart had to used to come out and say. And he was like, "Look, if you're coming to me for your news, you need to find a better source." Right. And Rogan says the same shit. If you're coming to me for medical advice or science, I'm a dumb dumb. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just I'm just out, I'm responding to what's out there in the world. And if that's the case, yes, it is on the audience. Just yeah. like anybody listening to us. Sure. If you listen yeah. to us on anything, yeah. You know. Oh, yes. for sure. Please uh, see. Consult a second source. Yes, <laughs> Consult a professional. Um, hey, ignore is in our title. <laughs> yeah, we're telling exactly. you. Ignore, ignore this it. fucking ignore rant. Ignore what the fuck we're saying. Jesus well, Christ. I mean, if you're so reactionary that you're going to go off one person's word and not read up on it, you're already a fucking idiot. I mean, it, that's the problem now is we we're expect everything idiots. to be fed to us we don't want to do anything for ourselves and then we turn around and blame everyone else when we're ill-informed and that shit's got to stop you've got to take control over your own information over your own knowledge over your own education because at the end of the day that shit can't be taken away from you but we are 
inundated with all the shit the government can take away from us, but we're not taking control over the shit that they literally really can't take away from us. I, I think what Arona's trying to say is BLM, look at crime stats and understand that you're fucking wrong. Thank you, Arona. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Educate yourself <laughs> and realize that you've been misled. Education. Good point. And on that note, <laughs> no, Jim, you know, we brought this shit up before and you, you bring that back to that point. And the one thing, and you're going to fight me on this all the time and I love you for it. And mm-hmm. that's great. But at the end of the day, there's one piece that's missing in this podcast that we all need to remember. I wish that you would, you know, look at more, which is none of us have been ever will be black which doesn't give them an excuse to just run no, roughshod no, 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 on no, no, racism no, no, no. that's not what i'm saying that's not even i'm not making an excuse for you know the uh, you know the uh riots the looting all that shit i'm not even trying to give that a face but when you do um make this sound like there's not a problem going on that there's not not other the one they're race- fighting I'll stand by that. No, 100%. I, I, no I 100% think that there's I, plenty of what they're fighting for that they have legitimate concerns and legitimate reasons for those concerns. And the biggest thing that I would always throw out to you, since none of us in this room have ever for a moment in our life experienced life as being something that you cannot wash off, take off, or anything at the end of the day. It once you're if you're black, you experience your life through that lens. You're white. Yeah. Look, look. If if you're a white kid in a black neighborhood, you feel just like a black kid in a white neighborhood. You you feel the same way. You know, you, if if you walk into, you're going to be discriminated against because you're white. Yeah. And I'm reacting like, look, based on what they are claiming are the problems, and I'm saying that they're incorrect. And this is and and what I'm saying to you is they have taken a fraction of the huge problem. Yeah. And they and they're not they're not pointing in the right direction yeah. of where yeah. the real problem is, yeah. which is the fucking laws, the yes. Senate that fucking makes the laws yes. and the way that the laws are enforced. Yes. And all of those, that is what the problem yeah, yeah. is. The legal that's system. The, that's it, the systemic but problem. you're not being hunted it's, because you're black. And it's, yes. I'm yes, sorry. No. George Floyd wasn't killed because he was black. Breonna Taylor didn't die because she was black. Fucking uh, the guy in uh, uh, Kenosha didn't get shot because he's fucking black. That's what they're arguing. And that's why I'm saying they're dead ass fucking wrong. That shit needs to stop. They're misled. Now what they sure. what they're upset about in the grander scheme is legit yeah. is what all of us experience right. regardless of race. Yes. People keep trying to people are so obsessed over being a victim based on something they can't control but and it, to me that shit is fucking bunk. There's so many people of a race that I will never be that overcome shit because they don't see themselves as a victim. As soon as you see yourself as a victim that's outside of your control, then yes, you are. Stop playing the fucking victim and stop burning down shit, blaming it on your skin color, and be above your own fucking race, whatever you think, if that's holding you back. Because I I guarantee you, your race isn't going to be what propels you forward. This whole white privilege shit, this whole war on being white, I'm fucking over it. I swear to God, uh, it's something I will fucking, I will die on this hill. There are genuine fucking gripes in this country, and the color of your skin 
ain't the fucking thing holding you back. It just fucking isn't. If that was the case, there would be... I would have to look so long and hard to find a successful black person in this country. This is fucking Atlanta. That, dude, this that, is the home of the successful black look, person. Look, that's why last week on the podcast last week, I said these words. All they're, uh, all they're doing is going backwards. Yes. Yeah. They're going, they're trying to go back to a time when, yes, there was racism. Yeah. Yes. You couldn't. You couldn't move any forward because of the color of your skin. Yes, you were you considered. Land. You were considered three fifths of a of a human being. Yeah. Yes, that happened. That happened. It, it was a thing. It happened. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. Sure. I'm sorry that it happened. I wasn't there when the shit happened. Yeah. So uh, it's not my fault. No, no, no. It's not it, my fault that that happened. Sure. But at the same time, I grew up in the struggle i grew up in that shit and to go through the everything that i went through in my fucking life to get to the point we are now and watching these fucks trying to drag it back that's the thing that pisses me off more than anything well and only people uh you you say atlanta the south i i really believe this i believe this i think that only people that live in the south of the United States know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I've seen racism. I've seen racism that made me sick to my fucking stomach yeah. when I was a kid. Sure. And and to go from that to where to where we are now, you know, I mean, dude, the 80s, the 80s were the shit. And that's why I'm the against 80s all were the this. Shit. The 90s, the 90s were the even better. It yeah. was, it was, everything was Good, good, good until until telephones came around. Till the fucking appliance came around. Everything was it, awesome until Trayvon Martin. I'll till, come out and fucking till, say it. Till the fucking video. <laughs> oh, he was no, no. Uh, live streaming. Live streaming is making no. uh, is making this into a um an instant feeling for people and i will say you know, yeah it, it people instantly when they see that video you know it's an instant fucking uh it's I, a vitriolic it, feeling it, that it's, needs it's, immediate reaction right, and right. i need and, everybody and, to understand my pain and when people and when people start commenting on those things it just gets yeah, nastier and nastier and, na- well, and, and until and it's just i'm gonna make insane. this point though police brutality is being used as a shitty scapegoat for the main fucking problems out there i'm not gonna leave this up to race that's not i think the biggest problem that we have going on it is the prison system it is everything that feeds into the prison system it is the military industrial complex that also feeds into that shit as well and yeah. so i'm with you yeah what are no, you saying that i'm not no no, no 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 i'm not and i'm not calling you out for saying that you're wrong for saying that you know um the other shit's bullshit and that you know blm the basis of it is bullshit i would agree with most of that i i think it what pisses me off more than anything is they are forcing false narratives false rhetoric in place of actual issues and that's why i oppose them i will not sit here silently letting them drag us back into a racially fucking conflicted country but you can't blame the people 
I the, can when the, they're being no, manipulated. No, no, no. That's, yeah. the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't yeah. blame the manipulated people because they are being manipulated. If they, they were they, sitting outside of parks look, peacefully, I'd go have a peaceful conversation. Right, right, but they're this, fucking violent. But Fuck this is them. what, no, 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 this is what I'm saying. There's, it's puppets. It's puppets, man. Yeah. You got the people at the, you got the people pulling the strings and the ones at the end of the strings, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I know. They don't know why they're doing it. They're useful they're idiots. They're just, exactly. And I fucking hate useful and, idiots. And, but, but you can't blame them for being that. And, and the reason I say that is because they're stupid. Look, if you if but those, you those same useful idiots are blaming me for shit that has never happened to them, but because but, I'm the race of somebody that did something that some the reason fucking bonkers. But the reason that they're doing that is because they don't know any other thing to do, because that's what they're being told to do. I understand, sure. Th- and and this is th- this is my point, and all of this, all of this shit, yeah, is if you. If you, everybody has a phone, everybody has a fucking phone now that all the, all the youngsters out there, look things up, look up, look up Selma, Alabama, yeah. 1960s. Look, look that shit up. Look up, um, videos of actual racist police violence. Look that shit up. Look up where they're, where they drag people out of crowds and hang them from a fucking tree right there. That is, that's racist. That's systemic racism. That was systemic. Now, everybody slams the South because they say the South is all racist. I believe, I really believe this. I believe this. I believe the South is the least racist part of the fucking country at this time, yeah, and, I mean, because and, I'll, I'll, I'll and agree it's because with, of what we went through, and I'll agree with you. And I'll agree with you, not as a Southern man that's never left the South. I've been in a lot of places right. that ain't the South, right? And I've heard some very racist shit. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, and they and about about well, preconceived I've, shit that I've, isn't true. Yes, because here's here's the thing, and this is why I have such a big problem with it, because they're playing off of shit that has happened before and that is a natural stain on America. You can't just use that every time as though it's, this is how it is now. Like, and and I'm going to be, I'm going to say something a little controversial here. If you want to get into the race shit, you don't want to look at those numbers because they're not in your favor. No, if, especially no. if you want to pull this whole, someone's hunting somebody else. Granted, the majority of white people that are murdered are murdered by white people. Same thing goes for black people. That's just how it goes because you naturally live close to your own race inherently without the government redlining you or any of that shit. That's just beyond that. If you look at interracial violent crimes, 90% of those are black on white and 10% are white on black. So if you want to get into this race shit and say someone's being hunted, it ain't going to be in your fucking favor your your problem is not race. Your problem is the system that you have been a part of and supported in different ways. And you the the useful idiots. And this is why I'm in here speaking and not out there violently clubbing somebody over the fucking head to try to make my point. Well, and I'm, I'm and that's the big difference. I'm going to walk this back just a little bit to the point of what you said, where you've been out of this place. And I I think I said this back in episode six, where it's like yeah, I've lived in three separate places, Georgia. Arizona 
and then Oregon. And out of all of those, the supposed blue state was the most fucking racist place I've ever lived. Georgia is at the fucking bottom, way goddamn bottom of the list. Because guess what? Pretty much most of the racist fucks you'll meet down here will say it to your goddamn face. And they are obvious about it more times than not. Anyone else is comfortable in their own skin and able to have a damn conversation with you about your differences. Yeah. And I think it starts with the whole collectivist mindset. I got to be, you got to be a part of a group and I'm a part of a group and that one's more marginalized than this one. And then therefore, blah, 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 instead of looking at people as into fucking visuals, the internet, sure. boom, you yeah. just described the internet and that's what that shit right there. That's going to fucking, it's going to kill us all. The yeah. internet is going to take us all. Like For I said, the audience, so, like all, I, all, it, all it does is divide, divide, divide. Every fucking word you type, there's an algorithm in there that's going to put you in yet another Audience, group. Uh, Doug yet just pointed group. at his cell phone, by the way. Yes, well. Well, yeah. like I said in our intro, <laughs> I'm probably going to die of some internet cancer sometime. Because we all are. Yeah. Yeah. In the and, end. And, you know, the first bomb won't be launched with a code. It and will I be think launched with a phone. Like I say, the difference between us and and all this shit that's going on is we didn't grow up with the shit. You know, we knew what life was before the shit. Yeah. Before all this bullshit. Yeah. And so we can probably catch bullshit that we're being fed easier than the people that actually grew up on the shit. Correct. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only going to get worse. To it's me, only it, going to get worse. To me, it just stands out like a screaming train horn. And I'm I, like, have to, I have got to s- plug this movie. It's a documentary um, on Netflix, and it's called The Social Dilemma. It's That's on Netflix. The, if, oh, I haven't have checked you that out that? yet. Have you seen it yet? I have not, but I've heard many that, shows recapping it. That documentary is fucking nuts on what I'm talking about. It, it, they, go, they go all the way through the whole... Uh, history all the way up to the fucking riots. They go all and and how it's dividing people and making people less social and yeah. less social. And what's so funny is they call it social media, and yeah. it's the least social media yeah. that you can have. Sure, yeah. it's, it's it's you isolating. sitting all by yourself in your own little group of fucking cloud people yep. that uh, some of them don't even exist. And probably half of them are, you know, that you think that's hot fucking 18-year-old chicks, probably a fucking 32-year-old pedophile, <laughs> you know, man that's out there fucking trolling. And, you know, you don't know what the fuck you're getting into, man. Yeah. And the Craigslist, killer, I could go on and on and on about how bad this shit is. It, it and, goes back to what you and I have said for years and years and years is that, and this is my personal belief that... uh I've probably modified after talking with you that I just believe that human biology has not evolved to the level of human technology. The technology, look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. I know. I yeah. mean, talking into microphones being recorded and is about to get zapped up for however many people. And might it. I add, we had a listen in Saudi Arabia. Ooh. So oh, they're keeping uh, an eye on the infidels. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Saudis. I guess. <laughs> I think. Uh, Hopefully. Yeah. Are you a Saudi prince that <laughs> yes. needs help moving some money around? Yeah. yeah do you Click on this link. Money around? <laughs> yeah. Click, Click this know. link and let me give you $10,000. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. But yeah, oh, man. But yeah, yeah just and just don't to... please don't send any drones after us if you have that capability, please. 
Yeah, because this whole cool. time we've been in Mississippi. Ha ha! Ah. We fooled you. Ah. Yeah. We're in Hattiesburg. Go fuck that place up. <laughs> Hattiesburg. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we have any listeners down there. But yeah, All it right. is amazing. Technology is really. And, uh, you know, I've known it as. I've watched it musically, you know, in my career of playing music. Just insane. Insane. I mean, I remember, like, I, I think I told you this. I remember the first time I saw uh pro tools well what became pro tools mm -hmm. um it was a program and you saw on a little it was a little screen it was maybe i don't know maybe six by six screen yeah. and it was huge <laughs> to, yeah. to get it to get that yeah. little screen and uh so you could only have one wave at a, one track at a time. So you couldn't even have a stereo track. You had a one mono track. Yeah. And they would load it into this thing. And uh, it took like two hours, two and a half hours. It reminds me back when I was trying to, to load download like, porn. It to, was like, no, but listen to this. It looked like it took like two and a half hours to load like 20 seconds. Of a fucking track, yeah, sure, and then and then you could see the wave, and I was like, oh my god, it was amazing, yeah. it was incredible, you know, and I and I'm like, so what can you do with it? And he's like, oh, we can do this and this, and everything he did took forever for it to do it, and it was only twenty seconds of a hold point on, it's track, got a render, you know? hold on, it's but, got a render, but I watched it go from you know uh, reel to reel, uh, onto cassette, onto you know. The, the, the first digital stuff was actually on VCR tapes. I don't know if people realize this. It was called ADAT, the yep. ADAT format. Mm. And it was digital to tape. You know, it was actual, you know, it was zeros and ones, but it was being transferred to, onto a tape. And then, like I said, that was the first computer-based thing I ever saw. And then now, to where we're at now, I mean, we're sitting in my home studio um, doing a fucking podcast that is going out to the world, yeah. you know, uh, in a day or two. And there's know? no tape and, to be cut. And there's, yeah. and It's, it's all zeros and ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's all zeros and ones and fucking amazing. And then it's up to whoever hears this to decipher what the fuck we're saying. Yeah. So technology, man, thing. just, you know, all you kids out just there, they're, with it. they're yeah. raging and shit. Um, be careful with it. Yeah. It's, and, uh, and, and as much as you can... Put the technology down. Go outside. Yes. Hurl, hurl <laughs> yeah. yourself down a river and take your life in your own. Yeah, 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 there you go. Do that. And for the purposes of being corny, with great power does come great responsibility. Since we've got the technology, you know, the billion, million dollar man or whatever it was, you know, we got the technology. We can build it. Let's use it and use it smartly. That would be the six million dollar man. Uh, yeah, well, fuck. I'm Steve Austin. Yeah. Steve a Austin. man barely alive. Yeah. We, we could, gentlemen, we can rebuild him. Well, like oh, we, I know it all. Well, like we, we have the technology. We well, have like the capability. We said, <laughs> like, I, like I said in the beginning, uh, you know, this show is going to be a little disjointed, a uh, little, little different than normal because I, I did unplug this past week. I didn't pay attention to any fucking news. Um, you know, I, I, mainly I was just saddled with work uh, to then go on this trip where I was going to be basically off the grid um slept in the back of my truck didn't really have phone service so i didn't really know what the fuck was happening most of the time that's a good thing and um mm -hmm. 
decided to go do one of the most dangerous things I've ever done in my fucking life. Get get, a, get away from it all. And Hell there yeah. wasn't a bit, there wasn't a zero or a one anywhere near me. There and you, go. you know what? You know what happened? I had fun. You had fun. Life, mm-hmm. the sun came up, and the sun you act- went down. And you actually met real people. Yeah. Yeah. Real people. Yeah. Not, not cyber people. And not a single person that I came across was talking about any of this shit. They had all, we were all equally unplugged at the same time. And go. it reminded me of when we were kids. Yeah. Back in the day. No preconceptions. Everything was what it was yeah. for what it was at that moment. No soft edges. You had a real chance of getting hurt and it was fun. You did yeah. it with a smile on your face. Get the fuck out there, kids. Yeah. Turn your fucking phone off. Go skin your knee and uh, spray some Bactine on it and then feel that shit. Yeah. That's yeah. living. That is living. Well, that's all That's all I got for you and, guys. I'm tuckered out. And uh, that will be the end of it for this week. So uh, I guess we will see you next week. Or you'll hear us next week. Or we'll, we'll touch base with you. Something will have, happen. Have your people call my people. In between, always be kind to one another. <laughs> <laughs>